So what's going on, y'all? Um, last time we saw each other, it's been a while. Mm. I'm trying to think the last time we saw each other. Yeah, it has. It's, it's been a little minute. Was it 4th of July? Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, how was yeah. you guys 4th of July? Uh, tiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Mine, mine was incredibly tiring. I'll go ahead and uh, take this pitch. Uh, so okay. my sister came in town. She is uh, getting redeployed to Kuwait. Mm, prayers and up so, for Erica, y'all. Right, oh. absolutely. And so she comes in town, and, you know, we do the big thing with the uh, Chosen Few House Picnic. Yes. Um, it's become Chicago a tradition. tradition. Right. And, you know, we had an amazing time. But I did not know prior to it that... Uh, that weekend would be as exhausting as it was. So my mother asked me the week prior, she said, hey, Ike, do you mind grilling? You know, we're going to have a little barbecue uh, when your sister comes in. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. You know, no problem. So I'm thinking just like close family, a few friends, something to that degree. The day before, um, I'm not going to call my mother a bad word on this podcast, but let's just say this woman, you know, she says, oh, yeah, uh, we can you know go shopping together so i was like all right cool so as i'm driving and you know we're asking questions i find out that the guest list has 60 people on it you all i don't Um. know if my graduating class had 60 people (laughs) you know and all i'm thinking is are you fucking serious so like right there my mood changes because it went from oh i'm just gonna be grilling you know throw on a couple of you know packs for the family to grilling for 60 people That's like weird. i've never a cooked lot. that aggressive that 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 aggressive amount of me just to just just to add context to it she was gonna buy some some ribs so she catered some ribs uh they ended up i can't remember how many slabs of ribs that they got but she obviously felt that in order to accommodate these 60 people let's just say that the rib bill came to about 300 dollars. <gasps> 300 dollars. now i'm not even going to talk about how obscene that is but Let's just keep that on par with chicken. Everybody doesn't eat pork. Everybody eats chicken. So if we're going to pay $300 for ribs, how much grilling y'all think I got to do that goddamn afternoon? I've never cooked that much meat in my entire life. I've added up in my head in between the house picnic and that day. uh, I'm somewhere in the 450 to 500 pieces of food that I've grilled. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking grilling. food. Now, I'm did you have on your see-through brown sandals with the socks on? <laughs> the Gucci joints. That is the only. Now. That is now the, yeah. we got to get I need a Bluetooth. And, 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 and a Bluetooth. And I need a Bluetooth. That's the grilling uniform that you were supposed to be wearing. Right, and an apron. And an apron. <laughs> and, and a toothpick in right. my ear and shit. You know oh what I'm saying? God. Absolutely. Oh, I was so exhausted well, that week. you know, I'm certain that Erica appreciated the effort that you made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I had a lot of alcohol that weekend. Send her off, right. I think everybody did. I had mm. a great time at the picnic. It was perfect I did too. weather. I did too. It was. Did you all enjoy the picnic I as much as I did? Time. Mm. Uh, even though we saved the day. Yes. And and I don't this feel like y'all speak again. on that nearly enough. I don't know what y'all talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you something. How okay. do you put something together? You're uh, like, okay, go. I got meat, tons of meat. That's <laughs> all we need. And chips. All we need. And liquor. Meat, meat chips, liquor. We ain't listen. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a hot dog bun. Yes, it was. There oh wasn't. no, you didn't know where the buns were. <laughs> we had, we had. Look, we had everything ready for the meat. Mm. 
but that's it. Okay. There wasn't a side in sight. Okay. At the house picnic. All right. Here we go. Yes. Uh, admittedly, me and Erica tried to simplify shit this year, and we said instead of sending people to get different things, because people arrive at different times, I'm like, why don't you guys just PayPal me the money, and then I'll do all the shopping, and then that way when you all get there... Give a little backstory on what we're doing at the house picnic. Right. Uh, Okay, so for those of you guys that don't know, um, every year uh, there's a group of DJs called The Chosen Few. They produce an annual picnic. And and it's 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 basically a festival. It's really it's a yeah. music festival now. You're talking anywhere from fifteen to thirty thousand people, mm-hmm. you know, plus will arrive, but they allow you to set up your own tents. Wait. You could bring out grills, yeah, and you could bring out your own alcohol and it's it's a big picnic. Was Bad Boy Bill there? Who? No, he wasn't. Okay, he fake wasn't. news then. Dude, <laughs> stop it. Who's, who's Bad Boy Bill? Who's Bad Boy Bill? <laughs> Bad boy Bill funking it up. What? I don't know who that now, he's is. a Puerto Rican DJ, but okay. but he was he was he was part of the Hot Mix Five. So okay. like he's he's one of the That's early thing? founder. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Big 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 time uh, DJ. Fake uh, news. Stop it. So um <laughs> so you know fast forward each each year we try to get a little better. Um and you know we bring out our tents. We in the VIP area. We bring the food in. This year I said let's make it a little simpler. Or let's simplify it, and uh, I'll write out the list, and we'll go and we'll do the shopping the day before. Now, admittedly, and, and I blame my mother a little bit with this, too, because mm-hmm. we went to so many places that by the time, you know, meat is always the first thing you purchase. Mm-hmm. By the time I started thinking about sides, I would get to places, and the majority of the sides had already been purchased, mm. right? So, like, we ended up getting potato salad, but, like, I, I realized on the back end of the evening shit, I got a shit ton of meat and I don't have sides. And not only do I not have sides, I can't even think of what would be appropriate sides. Right. So admittedly, hold on. Can I, tell I text you, Casey. Can I tell you my unpopular black opinion? Uh oh, go for it. I, I hate potato salad. You you, you I know you say it every time. I fucking And hate I can't it. wait to get the opportunity to buy you some potato salad. This so you can say you don't eat potato Shut salad. Shut up, Omar. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand its appeal. It's weird. The consistency is gross. And everybody's like, oh, but you haven't had yeah. mine. I don't care. You I hate it. eat it's everybody's dis- potato it salad. I don't eat anyway. nobody's potato salad. This shit's disgusting. But Continue I can't wait on. to buy it for you. Shut up. Continue on. This is Isaac. for Casey. Well, make it. <laughs> don't, 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 <laughs> don't bring put her name shit. on it. Nobody else can have if it. If we end up her. in a situation where it's like the TV show Lost, <laughs> and we're on the strand and I'm going to make sure I have potato salad. <laughs> like, don't touch that. That's Casey's. Let's see if she'll eat it. <laughs> or if she'll starve to death. Shut up, Omar. <laughs> I hate that. But shit. no, it's so it. you text me. I, I ended up having to text Casey. You know, I, actually, so so Casey's texted me like, "Hey, is everything cool? Like, man, Mind do you, you want to know? Is everything?" Me, Jessica, uh, Jessica, we are all at the silent party that night, and we are kicking it. Right. And I text you. Well, no, I know. Actually, you text me early on, and I'm like, "No, we got it under control." Right. As we get a little bit closer and I start to realize, because here's the deal. I don't need sides, Mm -hmm. but I'm aware of the fact that other people don't want to just eat my delicious chicken all day. So (laughs) they want something else to break up the monotony. So when I realize that I'm like, man, you know what, Casey, I might need a little help with them sides, you know. And admittedly. Yes. You all, the girls, uh-huh. the, team, the team, man, y'all put that shit together. Yeah. Like, I mean, me and you, Jessica you all went to Jewel at three in the morning and got groceries. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and the sides were good. I mean, like, listen, y'all, they came in with two trays of spaghetti, mm-hmm. fucking 
uh, baked beans, baked beans, pasta salad, pasta salad, fruit. like for some niggas to do this within like a few hours. I'm like, who are y'all old ass black women and shit? <laughs> like y'all just had this shit. We like learned. you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll pull it out the deep freezer. I'll throw it in the <laughs> oven and spice it up real quick, like my grandmother used to do. Yeah, you know she can make a meal out of anything and shit. You just be like, God damn, we only had like two chips, <laughs> like on some it MacGyver was, shit. What's you know? so crazy was I wasn't at the silent party right. the night before, mm-hmm. so that morning I get up like, Hey y'all, everything good? What time we meeting up? Right? Do we have everything? And I'm expecting to hear, Yeah, we got everything because we sent you money. Right? Right? Yeah, you <laughs> so did. You did. Jesse hit me like, No, nah, nigga, we need sides. I'm like, What? I'm like, All right, cool. I'll make some pasta salad. So I whipped that pasta salad to get him like 15 minutes. Hey, hey, I learned the lesson. Off. I learned the lesson. Admittedly, I was I was trying to do too much. I, I yeah. bit off more than I could chew. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, man. No. Oh, Rennie came good in job with, on that. with one more thing in the clutch. The motherfucking Jack. Yes. How do you have meat, <laughs> beer, soda? Mm-hmm. I think we had some vodka too, or something like that. Yeah, where was the Jack? It's hard. There was no Jack Daniels. It's too hot. It was too hot. And, and so you, you drank and, the Jack Daniels, fam. Did I? Yes. No, I didn't. You had some Jack Daniels. I did not. Did you, I for real? I saw you pull the Jack Daniels out. We're not gonna play this game. Well, I don't know. It was it was it was it was a long you day. Were, you were excited. Treated. I showed up and was like, I got it was the a jack. long day. It was you a was long, long day. day. It was a very you long day. You brought Jack. I'm like, yes. It was a very long day. Uh, but but it was it was outside of the very first one that I went to because that was just a new experience. This was my favorite one. Oh really? Oh man, because it was the best music. Um, but was R. Kelly there? R. Kelly was not, not there. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> and they went up on the prices, you know. Um, and I think that that deterred a lot of people from attending. But I saw what Maya it did, was there. I saw Maya was there. Maya. No, uh-uh, she wasn't. Yes, she was. No. She posted it on Instagram. Uh-uh, that was a, that was a TBT from when she was there. She was there oh, a really? few years ago. There yeah. was a couple of celebrities. Taraji Henson was there. Was she? Yeah. Huh. Did you she see holler at me? No. Fake news. <laughs> Omar, <laughs> we doing this today? That's what we doing. We just say this whole podcast is fake news. Right, everything. <laughs> I'm waiting on Brittany no, to say, say something slick. I enjoyed <laughs> so the picnic myself. Um, the weather Did no was perfect. no one asked you if you enjoyed Omar, yourself? Omar, you didn't have to fucking ask me, But thanks me, for okay? volunteering that information. And, and I will, and I have more information to volunteer for you today. So don't fucking start, okay? Oh, goodness, goodness. But no, I did. This is my, this was my second picnic so okay. i've been coming everyone y'all give her put a me hand. on to the picnic fuck you <laughs> y'all put me on to it so every time i've been it's been with you guys so yeah um yeah i enjoyed it i had a good time it was comfortable mm-hmm. you we know chill. um we what slept. is this a fucking yelp review move let's move the fuck on <laughs> Jesus Christ. we we give him props okay yes. i had a great time the I'm service gonna, was excellent <laughs> i'm gonna hear all my with my fucking car <laughs> It's cool though. It's all right. He just wants some fucking okay. attention. Okay, oh travel advice over here. Oh my! <laughs> if you're no ever ass. in Chicago and you're looking for something fun to do, oh, that's a great suggestion. As a matter of fact, smartass. If you are here in the summer, the chosen few picnic trip advice over the here. Place to go. I really enjoyed it's myself. Okay, okay well, iced tea was lovely. I actually. Okay, <laughs> I do want your review on something else that dropped. Uh oh. Four forty-four, nigga. I can't wait for the concert, December fifth. It's mm-hmm. gonna be there. That's when it's in Chicago. United. I Center. think there's one coming up prior to that one. Not, we're not doing this, Omar. <laughs> Omar, what'd you think of the album? What'd you think of the album? I'm sorry. We're not gonna, we're not gonna <laughs> do that. That's an inside joke, and we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Go, go ahead. Um. 
<laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> what you think? All right. I thought the album was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely, it was. I gave it a ten. Really? Out of 10. Yeah. I do too. I like. You don't every think it's song. hyped? You no, no, because I think we've all been waiting. I mean. I think progressive people have been waiting on that album for, mm. from Jay-Z. Yeah. And we finally got it. Yeah. And it was done right. I think he tried to do this on the, what was the the red album? where Kingdom it was like Come. Kingdom Come. I think he tried to do it, but it wasn't executed correctly. Mm-hmm. But I think this album had the execution. And it was it was very well done. And, and just, I listened to it over and over and over again. And I catch something different mm. that I didn't hear the first time. time. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I feel like you keep keep hearing things the more you listen to it and the more things you pick up do you think only because we're adults we're in our 30s that's why we love it or do you think that it speaks to the younger generation as well i i honestly thought it was an album for rappers Mm. i don't think it was for the people i think he wanted rappers to shift their way of thinking Mm. and then therefore they'll shift the way their audience thinks so mm. i think it was a it, like most of the the, the shots yeah. were fired at rappers true you know it wasn't like he was just telling niggas you got to get your shit together right no he was he was talking to the preachers because mm. he, he knows t- that that their influence impacts the culture overall exactly and, and how powerful that that's interesting that's, that's i mean when you think about that because jay-z is the one that got niggas wearing uh button downs remember when uh, he shifted everybody from wearing throwbacks. Everybody was wearing throwbacks, right. and he was like, I don't wear jerseys, them? I'm 30. But he was the one that made them shits popular. Okay. That was that. That right. was really what was the biggest mind fuck. Right. It was like what Puffy said, man, I'm mind fucking you right now. Mm. Like, that's basically what he did, because it was Get like, to the Greek. I'm the one that made throwback jerseys popular, and now that but I'm ready to shift, that. yeah, like yeah, now we're done. Yeah. And then he had everybody doing that, and it was like yo. And then directly after that, you saw Nelly and everybody else wearing these oversized uh, button downs. <laughs> we hadn't quite figured it out, like <laughs> to actually have tailored. Right? They were like, he's just telling us we need to have collars on our throwbacks. Right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put this big, huge ass. Matter of fact, I think even Soldier Boy started rocking big ass uh, <laughs> dress. We're not throwing shirts Soulja that look Boy, like dresses Bow Wow, and none of them, them niggas in this spot. Uh, it's Chad Moss. I'm sorry. Okay, You're get right. it correct. I you know. Yeah. Did you um, see the Conor McGregor uh, video oh, I sent shit. you, where he uh, gave Mayweather the four 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 album? Okay, wait a minute. Wait I, a minute. I, I saw it come Let's up. Let's talk but, about them for a second. So he gave. He gave. He said Conor McGregor says, "Listen, who's Conor McGregor? He, he's the uh, the boxer. Okay. And he's the UFC. UFC. He's the UFC. He's guy. fighting Mayweather. He's fighting Mayweather. When is the fight? It's like in August, like August fourth. Are you like going? That. No, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure the listeners well, are informed. Nigga, the, if they on the internet, they can see this shit. Well, the tickets are so like, okay. So, so who is Jesus again? Okay, and what was it that he did? Stop all right, it. all right, continue I, on. Isaac, I'll beat your ass oh, right shit. here. So check it out. Connor gives Mayweather the four 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 album. And says, "Hey, this is Jay Z's new album, the four four four. Listen to it." Mm. He's like, "And learn something." He's like, "So you can build an empire, and and stop with this fake empire." Mm. And he goes, and when you're done with it, send it to 50 Cent so he can listen to it and tell him Blanca sent you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. I thought it was classic. Didn't he, but it. didn't he say dance for me, boy? I think he said dancing monkeys, dance for me, boy. Yeah. That's some racist shit. I mean, he called, I mean, I mean, he called his boys some monkeys. Yeah. You know? but, but, I, but then Mayweather called him a faggot. I think know? that's yeah, the yeah. U.S. I think that's a U.S. thing in other countries that that's how they talk. Mm. 
I think that's a U. It's it's a U.S. Thing. And then and then he recently fired back at those of you all that believe that uh, you know he's racist. He says he's black from the waist down. That is not. He a letting thing. you know he packing heat like an okay. oven door in case Britney interested. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. We ain't doing this. Conor McGregor and this whole Mayweather shit is a joke. They're me. doing it to get us to watch. Oh, it's I working. I, I think it's going to be amazing. I, I think it's going to be amazing. It's working. Think that it's not even qualified to fight Mayweather. Like, in my opinion. This is this makes no sense. But it's you don't like, think he, he got hands, payday. though? You don't I mean, think he got hands? He may be able to, but he won't be able to go 12 rounds. He won't be able to go seven with him. They, they but do what if he do it in four? But what if he do it in four? What if he knock him out He's not going to knock. This is going to be a win for fucking Mayweather. You willing to bet your life on it? Jesus, nigga. Do y'all think that, that <laughs> Mayweather wouldn't take his ass in a UFC ring with this motherfucker? Mm, you damn right. But you know, hands are hands. Fuck that. No, uh, this nigga just Mayweather get paid. is excellent at dodging hands. <laughs> he he is. I think Mayweather may try to go for the knockout. I know mm. McGregor's going to go for I, the knockout. I hope so. I've been waiting on niggas to get knocked out because he hasn't since... knocked anybody out in twenty years. So. Oh, God. I am very bored, and I know that Mayweather is the guy that everybody's obsessed with, but I'm used to watching Mike Tyson. Like, that's what I grew up watching, and I know it's heavyweight, so it's a little bit different. But no, they not used, necessarily. They used to. Them Hispanic uh, They would knock niggas out. Bloody. Mike Tyson was biting ears off. Like, I don't you want wanna, to see 12 rounds of you, you dodging. You want to see some blood, Nigga, huh? I want to see. Did you watch the other fight? What was the one fight with the Pacquiao fight when they cheated him? I didn't. And when he was so nice. Pacquiao. What happened? What, him and Mayweather? No, him no, and the other fight. There was a oh, fight okay. just not too long oh, okay. ago. And, okay. and no, I didn't he definitely that. landed more punches. And, and, of course, everyone around the world was like, yeah, they cheated Pacquiao and shit. Uh-huh. And I was just like, and he was just so humble. Like, hey, you know, uh, thank you to the judges. Very, very nice. It's like saying, you motherfuckers cheated me. I'll be back in this bitch. I'm going to my car, get my gun. Shoot everybody's ass. <laughs> what was that way, man? Can't Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm coming back. No. I'm shooting everybody. I, you know. I respect Mayweather's talent. I just, that's not the Money kind of Mayweather. Fight. Well, well, that's well, not the okay. kind of fight I enjoy seeing. Here, okay, here's the I'm deal. I'm bored after every single one. I, I understand that, but. But if you okay, so two things. One, if you put yourself in his position, you will be doing the exact oh, same I, thing. Listen, I'm not disagreeing. Right. <laughs> She's like, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with a scare tactic. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. That's, right. so that's me all a, day. I'm not. But th- then also this face, B, that's right, money. Right, that's, exactly. That's the money. We not. But doing then, that. but then also be right because because how many boxes we know that can't even form a sentence exactly. and shit. You know, but don't get they've in given the boxing, us great, my nigga. Don't get in the boxing. No, but okay. So here's the deal, though. Like people that are into boxing as as an actual sport, they respect the defense and the offense. Like yeah. some people, some people like looking at football games where the final score is like six to three. Sure. Right, because they love defense. They mm-hmm. love seeing that you know the hard hits and shit like yeah. that. But then other people want to see you putting numbers on the board, so they are concentrating on the long bombs and mm-hmm. you know wide receivers and the whole nine. So I think your casual boxing fan, mm-hmm. like you said, just wants to see blood and carnage. But, no, but, but an actual th- boxing enthusiast mm-hmm. respects. Like like what Mayweather is doing because he's very strategic. It's like yes. playing chess. You no, know what I, I'm saying? I get that, and, and I, so they, I they agree, see it. and I respect both sides of it—the offensive and the defensive end of it. But I've watched 
most of Mayweather's fights, and I'm bored every single oh, time yeah. is what I'm saying. So like, what if you get a knockout this time? Would you be excited? I would be thrilled. Okay. Now, I you might get a knockout, and I'm going to tell you why, because McGregor is not a boxer. Right. And so he's, see, because I'm going to tell you one thing that, that Mayweather is great at, mm-hmm. is he capitalizes off of your mistake. So that's why everybody that come in like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come at him like this. Even though he's dodging, Mayweather, everybody knows it takes one hit to lay your ass out. Yes. Right? So, you know, them Hispanics like to get up in there and like be duking it out and be all bloody and shit. But one correct hit to your chin mm. lays you the fuck out. And right. so Mayweather is looking for that one moment for you to drop your guard mm-hmm. and he's going to hit you with that combo mm-hmm. and you're going to be laid out. <laughs> and That's McGregor, I think, is about to come in like, yeah, I'm going to try to overpower him and shit. I think like, wait, 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 just real quick. Yeah. Who, 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 who was the fight? Cause I, you know, I, you know, I used to watch the buildups on like uh, HBO when they would like give you the the shit ahead of time. It was this white boy that was from like Ireland, right? And he was supposed to be like this big heavy hitter. And all I remember was they kept showing this scene where his trainer would put on this big body suit that was like extra thick and he would be punching it like ah 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 <laughs> you know and you watching it and everybody's like yo this white boy is Why about to give Mayweather because that because that was the main thing that oh made people God. think this white boy is about to whoop Mayweather Mayweather laid this dude out twice <laughs> like after that that's when I was like you know what I'm gonna stop rooting against Mayweather because they set up this strategic shit to make you think, well, maybe this nigga might have a chance. And then it starts, <laughs> right. and it's the same, the same old shit. shit. <laughs> like, it's the same shit every time. And that's the thing about Mayweather that I think frustrates me is I know that he has the ability to do something. And I don't know if he's doing it for the money. They want to extend it the whole 12 rounds, like the whole thing. I don't like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. He don't want to extend it to the whole 12 rounds. Mm. One, he wants to keep his perfect rating. Yeah. And, and two... He wants to extend his boxing career mm-hmm. so that he can, like, I heard he's making something like $200 million or some shit on yeah. this next one. Like, he's making something that is abnormally right. obscene. Right. And and when I think about it, I'm like, okay, it took all of these fights to even get to a payday this big. Yeah. So I'm like, shit, like, as much as I, I I'm res- like I you, respect it. I'm like, man. I respect it. I, it just- I, like, he's making me a fan of his strategic marketing <laughs> business since to say, Anybody that can build their brand to that place where you can, I mean, it's something like two to two fifty. Yeah. He's making so, something that is something yeah, that, ridiculous. Yeah, and you know Donald people, Trump's going to be there, right? You said what? Get the fuck out of here. He's going to be there. Is he? Who? Donald Trump. Oh shit. He hit up Dana White. Say, man, I need ringside mm. access. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Right. David is going He's like, do to him what I did to Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the Hillary. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, let's he's like, I need, I need seats for me and Hillary. We're gonna go together. He's like, because this is what I'm gonna do to Obama when I see him. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to Jay. Okay, y'all are, y'all are really killing me with this damn. Uh, okay, what, what about Jay? You want to rate the album real quick? <laughs> I fucking hate him. If you're looking for a, a good right. song and, and a great album, I would check out Four 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 by Jay Z, also known as Sean Carter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Brittany. I'm anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> she just gave me a dirty look. The fu- the album was yeah, the album was fucking outstanding. Like, um, I don't think it's for you know. I agree, I agree with you guys earlier. I don't think it's for you know those who are rapping today. I think it kind of goes over 
a lot of these kids' heads, you know, the information that he that he was spitting in that album. Like, the entire thing. I've listened to it, like, maybe about 15 times. <laughs> the whole album, which is great. Yeah, and, sure. But shouldn't, they sit, shouldn't the parents sit down with the kids and talk to them about the Jay-Z album and why they should appreciate it? <laughs> I'm uh, not dead serious. It's black excellence. Like, wouldn't you right. want to sit someone down and what? say what Jay Z is talking about? Explain it. Oh, I think that would be a great practice. I don't see that. Why wouldn't you want to say? But you'll listen to Lil Savage or whatever his name is, Twenty One Savage with your kids. You know what I mean? Well, and Kodak Black. You think but they're listening to that with their kids? Yes, most parents are listening to music in the car with their kids, and they're singing Twenty One Savage and and Kodak Black, but. To listen to Jay Z with your kid is foreign. No, I think they should. When I he's talking, he's talking about vertical progress, mm-hmm. and everyone else is just talking about horizontal progress. So it's like Jay Z is trying to uplift and educate. He's like, I'm giving you the game mm-hmm. right now. Or- you know what I mean? Like, why would you not want to share information? You know, it's it's like you know, I went to this this uh, this meeting one time. It was for all these investors, and it was all these black people in the room, and and, they, and there's these dudes on the panel, like they're CEOs of banks and you know investment firms, and they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And then all these investment bankers are sitting in the room, and they're asking them for the secret. And can you believe the people on the panel would not tell them what to do? And they're asking for the information, and their response was, "Motherfucker, you got to put in this work to get this information from me." Mm. Like, come over to my house, clean up my yard. I want you to wash my cars and then maybe, maybe I'll give you a little something. And Jay-Z's giving it out for free. Have you heard that some people are upset that he's only just now talking about this stuff? I'm sure they are. And 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 I think some people wanted him to do it a long time ago, but he wasn't there as a person yet. Right. That's bizarre to me. Why would you expect him to be on some shit that... Because you don't know what you don't know, right? Fuck well, people. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sick of people. <laughs> I'm so sick of everyone having a problem with everything. Yeah. I skimmed over an article this morning about why it was it was appropriate for Twitter to drag Kendrick for his comment about he he wants to see some booty with some stretch marks. Basically talking oh. about that he's interested in in women who are not overly doing it with the makeup and the you know mm-hmm. surgeries and things like that. I don't find that there's anything wrong with that statement. And in this article, they're talking about how it's okay for him to um uplift natural beauty when it meets his 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 sexual needs, but it's not something that they practice all the time. I'm like, you don't know that. Then they want to talk about his wife, how she could be, you know, as perceived as maybe not completely black or whatever. Dude Fuck y'all. Shit. Okay. Where, they got on him. They got on him for buying this? his uh, sister yep. a a Toyota. Right. For graduation. I, saw that. I guess because he didn't buy her a Maserati, which is right. what his money could afford. She doesn't you know? have a license. This nigga's sixteen but, years but old. Why, like, and she why doesn't does even have a driver's license. Don't know how to drive. Or like, I could not get her shit. How about that? How about that? Like how about now? Everybody counts. <laughs> Everyone counts these people's money, and it's very frustrating. I remember seeing an article about um, the Jay Z album and how uh, the article was arguing that you know we're we're putting Jay Z on a pedestal and all this stuff, but if you look at his staff in 
Sweden. Well, no, no, no. Uh-uh, the title uh-uh, staff. No, because no, no. because that was the thing that they didn't say. Mm. They just said if you oh. look at his title staff, and right? They, and they're they posted all white. That picture, yeah, that they're picture. all white. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you're right, but that was also in fucking Sweden. That was though. that particular right department office. Because he bought because he bought the company from a Swedish company. Right. What are you gonna do? Fire all the employees and bring and, a bunch of people a bunch of that's what they that don't know anything. That don't that's know what they're they, doing. That's what they right. expected him to do. Exactly. No. Exactly. No. Pretty soon he don't know what they're doing or. That live in the area. Like, right. they don't stay in the fucking area. Right. Like, like what are you going to do? Ma'am. Close the office down and immediately pull it to yes. a company that you don't yes. have? Yeah. That's what they wanted. <laughs> like, do people know what an acquisition, you what requires I, an acquisition? I, and I, the girl who posted it, I commented underneath it and I said, you know, I feel like it's dangerous when we share things like this. Like, it's like this took a moment where Jay-Z was actually trying to uplift people and we immediately looked for a way to tear him down. Like, that's the pro- That's the problem right there. Like, the name of this uh, website, I know that they do shit like this all the time and they try to pretend like they're pro-black and they got to call out the people that aren't doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. But it's like, who are you to say what Jay-Z or Beyonce or whoever should be doing with their money? But they, How about, did, did she talk about all the money he spent like in the Senate, like nope, trying to get nope. the, the stop and frisk? No. And, and, it, and, and but all it, the money he put behind uh, when, when what was it? The It was a disaster happened. Katrina? Not it was, Katrina. Not um, Katrina. It was another one that just recently happened when oh, New yeah. York was um, shut in, uh, in um, was Jersey. It, was it, uh, yeah. The hurricane was that Sandy or some shit. Yes, some shit like that. And he yeah. put and the, he I mean, and he opened up his crib and he donated a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Like, but people don't talk. They don't about talk that. about that. They're not going to talk about that. They're going to wait for no. See, how, about this? how about you this? How about this? He he went and bailed out a lot of fathers. Yeah. On Father's Day, did the same thing for Mother's doing Mother's Day for mm-hmm. nonviolent offenses. Mm-hmm. He gets heat over that shit. Right? Oh man, what kind of message are you sending? It's like nigga, I can't you can't it win. Not, it's right. a message to the system. Win. Yeah. You know, was this on Twitter? What this person was they on? Were they on? This Twitter? was on Facebook. They're she on shared Facebook. an article. I was gonna say send it to. I mean, you know, when here's what we'll do moving forward. Okay. When you get shit like that, just send it to me and I'll just troll them. Okay. I'm gonna I'm create I'm gonna create a fake book fake a, a fake page that's gonna be called trolling. Hashtag Omar's trolls. Where it's just gonna be a question mark as the as the profile picture, right. and I'm just gonna keep posting question marks under every time someone say something yeah. stupid. It, it was it went on to say that like Jay Z and Beyonce specifically. Um, would use these marketing tactics to get us to spend our black dollars on, you know, their companies and on their music and all this stuff when they've never been pro-black in their message right, and all this the Illuminati. time. Right. But my issue was, first of all, you have no idea what their strategy was. Like, say what they did was, I need to solidify my relationships, my star power, all this stuff until now to make sure that when I do start speaking out about some of these things that bother me, there is nobody who can knock me off of my pedestal because I've built my empire and no one can take it away. And like here, here's what I also think is interesting. Like you don't know what their mindset is. Was. Is but 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 even they've beyond, never been anti-black, so fuck y'all. But even I would always ask that, them, what are you doing? It, it, and, that, and that's that the too. point. That too. That's, I said that's, that's the, the point that I'm What are you doing? That's that the point that I'm getting. At. And then I don't. You that start though. a black company, people. Then. You people, you, you mm, man. Mm, where's your black company? Where your black employees to count someone else's chips? And tell someone else what it is that they should be doing, but I think one of the di- one of the most dangerous, you know, aspects from doing that is just I think I think the 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 lunacy of 
you know, like I said, kind of coming in and telling someone else what they could be doing. And, and, and you hit it right on the head, Omar. Like right. people have an opportunity to do something on their own. And, and when you ask them about it, it's almost like, OK, but what is it that you're doing? Absolutely nothing, you know. Right. And it's you're not like putting you're your money, it, and, and it's, you're making an you're assumption. You're not putting your money but where your mouth is. You just, you here's, just here's what fucks with me. Okay, the problem that we have, and you see it every day. Every time I see someone do something, whether it's drop an album or try to step out and do something great for, you know, black community, and people don't appreciate it because it's very difficult for people to understand how to work together. Like, it's almost like you've been in this mindset of division for so fucking long that the moment somebody does something, you got a million questions instead of fucking being grateful for it. It's supportive. Like, in supportive. Because like, people are desensitized. It's, it was crazy to me. It's like you hollering, you scream about, okay, we have to support each other, support black businesses, support each other through everything that we decide that we want to do. This man gets on this album and raps about doing just that. He has a thousand small little, you know, little comments where he say, you know, I mean, why the fuck would I drink Belvedere and Puff Gasserat? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Or like, you know, how we need to just really, what's, what's, what's better than one billionaire, two billionaires, especially when, he, when he's the same hue as you. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Exactly. If, if my best friend, or he ain't got to be my best friend, if I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see this chick that's doing well and she's black, I'm going to like and love everything that she's doing and try to figure out how I can help. Like, mm-hmm. we don't do that. We want to find something wrong with what you're doing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you helping black girls... Um, Go to, you know, go to prom or getting dresses. But then, yeah, what about college? That's more important. Motherfucker, it's a thousand underprivileged kids right now who can't participate in simple shit that everybody else can. And they're they're deciding to help with that one thing. Let's let, let's tackle one thing at a time. Look, but why you got to why you got to put that down? Why can't you just say, oh, that's great that you're doing that? Well, you Maybe start I that part. Why don't you do that part? Yeah. I'll do this part. Right. right. Exactly. So you got to flip it back on people. Right. Like, fuck. Shut the fuck up and just. And, <laughs> and the point that I was even just going to make was about even the sacrifice. Because because one of you all just pointed that out in terms of the amount, the, the massive amount of risk that they take, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when you took to your brand. That's what you were saying, Casey. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know. Maybe he had to build himself up to a point where he could be insulated, you know, because everybody can't do a Colin Kaepernick. And, and as no. much as I love and respect what it is that he's doing and, st- and still doing we and still doing, mm-hmm. we have to also understand that different people are at different places. Right. Yeah. Like you got niggas that will not post something on their Facebook page because they're afraid of losing their nine to five job. Right. But then you want Jay-Z to risk losing millions. Right. Oh, well, see, now it's because, you know, he making his money off all these white people. Yes, he the fuck is. And, right. the, and, and that's the point. The exactly. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. It's got to do with the fact that we represent 13% of the population. Mm-hmm. If he's tapped into that white money, if he's tapped into what 70% of America is, mm-hmm. he is winning in a way that could be beneficial to us because everybody isn't supposed to be Marcus Garvey. Everybody right. isn't supposed to be Martin Luther King. Everybody isn't supposed supposed to use their influence the same way and that's what i get frustrated at like he makes money and then like omar just pointed out 
if he takes his money and he reinvested in causes that he agrees with, that shit is important. And that needs not be overlooked because mm-hmm. someone also has to fund the movement. Right. Yeah, see, you guys like the people that are vocal, mm-hmm. but see, the Jesse Jacksons and shit, you know what they need? Money. They always need money. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're always out going to these corporate sponsors and mm-hmm. shit like that because the voice means nothing if you can't put actual finance behind it. Mm-hmm. So don't start hating on Oprah when she makes a move. Don't start hating Oprah on Jay. or Puffy (laughs) when they make moves because they are actually like Harry Belafonte. Mm -hmm. Harry Belafonte was one of the major reasons that Martin Luther King was able to do what he was able to do because Martin Luther King alone could not finance the movement. Mm -hmm. And so I hate it when we get into this very narrow perspective Mm -hmm. as it relates to understanding that the game is so much more complex than just going on Facebook and hashtagging some shit. Um, uh, question. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh-huh. The, the title of this podcast is called We All Lose When the Family Family Feuds. Okay. So I'm listening to Jay, <laughs> as I have been for the last, you know, week or whatever. Mm-hmm. However long it's been out. It feels like forever. <laughs> um, and when you told me you were naming a podcast this, um, you know, we we talked a little bit about, you know, like how to kind of play around with that or whatever. But I started thinking about it in my drunkenness last night. Uh oh. As I was drunk listening thoughts. to drunk thoughts. This might be a new segment for Brittany. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> in my drunken drunkenness. thoughts. <laughs> and in my drunken moments, I get very deep. I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm very profound when I'm fucked up. <laughs> sure, right? sure, sure. And I embrace that, which is the reason why I haven't stopped. You know, Fake news. I feel like I need to, you know, rise to my full potential. And, sure, sure. you know, I right think that Phoenix it, it lets <laughs> you know. <laughs> so in my conversations with Still myself, rise. Right. <laughs> phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal that's woman. That is that's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> that <news>. is me. <laughs> um, we all lose when the family feuds. He said that like seven fucking times in that one song. And I'm sitting there listening to it. And I'm like, man, this motherfucker is so cold. And then I'm like, man, you know, you think very surface because you, you you know, the biggest news with them is Beyonce, Solange Mm -hmm. and and his relationships and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, listening to the uplifting and empowerment throughout the whole fucking album where he just was so raw. He's talking about his mom. He's talking about the struggles that he's been through. And he's talking about what he likes to see from us as a people Mm -hmm. and how we need to take, you know, take ownership of shit and really support one another. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And to me, I feel like that statement is so much bigger than that surface. Like we all lose when the family feuds, like us as a people, as a black culture, like it's supposed to be family. Mm-hmm. If we can't work together yeah, and come together, yeah. then we won't get nowhere because your fuck ups fuck me up. Because mm-hmm. if you don't rise, bitch, mm-hmm. and be the best that you you can be and change the stigma mm-hmm. on black people, period, then we all still have to and suffer from that And you know what's crazy shit. about that, Brittany, is... I can I can simplify what you said in a in a very like almost ridiculous way that that we can all understand. Mm-hmm. If if a terrorist thing happened tomorrow, a mass shooting or whatever, mm-hmm. the first question if we were around one another that we would ask would be what? Was he black? Was he black? 
that's like when when shit happens that that is a, almost a unilateral thing that people like you know, almost to the point you know where, we, where we almost wasn't black if we were so confident the DC shooters the, DC the, the snipers we was like oh and when no, we found out we was like fuck son of a you know, bitch and, but see but see that goes to Britney's point even in a sense of you know part of being black has always been this very communal thing where you know man don't be acting up around them white people right. you know we talked about that on the past uh, yeah. podcast or yeah. whatever in terms of be, because because we understand that the transgressions of one we we're all affected by Hell that yeah. you know one black person go into this crowded white area start wilding out and sure. if me and omar are sitting over there we could be at the bar we like <laughs> like and and he we ain't got nothing to do with us he ain't got don't nothing to do with nigga. us but in that moment we immediately feel mm-hmm either guilty or part of the foolishness mm-hmm. yeah. because of what they're doing. And, and what I'm just getting at is, is you're right. Part of being black in America is this very communal sense yeah. where we have to understand that we fall together or we rise together. And, and if we don't understand was, that, man, that shit is dangerous. The feds destroyed the black community, Isaac. <laughs> Listen, and to speak to I that, mean, though, I, Omar, like for real, for real, is no, we can't true. speak on... How we got here, we can speak on that all day, which I feel like we beat with a dead horse, but we don't talk about solutions enough. No, no. And it's so easy to say we need to do this and we need to do that. And that's the one thing that I fucking hate. What are gonna, you doing? I'm well, what the fuck are you really going to do? What, if, I'm gonna what give the fuck you are you really going to mm-hmm. take? What? We need to bring back gang leaders. We need to let them out of jail. <laughs> Because they need to speak to these little niggas well, who they, lost. But let me tell you something. Oh yeah, they will. When no, niggas yeah. get out, when when real niggas get out, niggas listen. Mm. Mm. Because but. can I fucking finish? <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> on the cross. Jesus Christ on the cross. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell you this. I I, I explained the story because when I went to Inglewood High School, they had when they had those guys there, they made all everybody had to go back to school. Mm. See, before they had programs where the police come round you up right. and they right. would take you to school. When the gang leader sent out a word and said, y'all niggas better be in school the next day and you, with perfect attendance, everybody went to school. Mm. Everyone was there because they didn't want it. They were, they were held accountable by the leaders in their neighborhood. So right. there's no more voices of the people. And no one's being. No one's guiding these, these lost souls. Mm. And so, let me say these ain't lost they, souls; these crack they, babies. And I remember, I remember when I was growing up. Like I remember, you know, they they would tell you it doesn't matter what gang you're in. When you're outside the neighborhood and you see another black person, you say what's up because it's only y'all out there. Right. And you would stick together. So when you were out of the neighborhood and you were somewhere unfamiliar, you could be wearing different colors, but you say, "Hey." We're only two black people right here. Uh, we so didn't stick saying, together. It didn't matter if it was GDs right. and it and, didn't matter. Like uh, you had to stick together because them white boys would beat your ass in Bridgeport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they still yeah. will. Yeah, they still will. Uh-huh. Well, they say it's an ordinance now by Fuck the city. <laughs> they can be fined up to one hundred fifty dollars <laughs> if they be in crime. Right? Let me tell you something. Here's my concern so about that. So they try that, not Omar. to do it anymore. They, Here's they my try concern about that, Omar. I just had a conversation with someone um, most recently, and we really argued about this. I'm going to tell you what the conversation was. So uh, he says to me that he feels like. Um, Basically, the crime and the shit that the kids do today is no different from what we saw growing up or what was going on in the 90s. My response to that was, fuck that. I'm like, this is a new breed of fucking 
destruction and 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 I don't give a fuck. Like the shit that we saw before growing up, yeah, we saw tragedy, yeah, we saw crime, yeah, we saw murders, but people moved with a little bit more um, moral instinct, like integrity, if you want to say, or um, an idea of or cherishing life a little bit more like we see a lot of horrific stupid shit today that I don't think we would have saw in the 90s or in the 80s or even in the early 2000s I think that these kids just really don't give a shit and you can see that in hip-hop look at these little 21 savages and all of them talking about how they don't give a fuck about Jay who the fuck is the Biggie Smalls Nas what no they don't appreciate any type of foundation because they don't care the leadership was stripped I get from you. the people and before them you. and so when you do you. that when you take away people they have no guidance like I when i grew you. up there were dudes who ran the neighborhood yes. they had the motherfuckers out there cleaning yes. if you were half retard <laughs> <laughs> they and would say they, they would take people would take care of you and your ass would be out there cleaning up right. they used to hold barbecues on the block there'd be though, peace oh. things Mm. Listen, oh, there's not, there's no leadership. I get you, and I those agree. people left. Those I, people, those leaders left. I feel you, and they're locked up. They're I got gone. you. I agree. They but, what, but what I'm saying to you now is, even if you lo- you know, you let Jeff Ford out of, out of jail or whatever, whoever Huey knew it, Huey Newton came back, whoever, whatever. I'm saying that they're not even willing to listen. They're not. It's not going to make a difference. Who you, you keep are. saying that, but I'm telling you, you will listen to leaders. You will listen to leaders. There, there That's why they're called of, leaders. There are certain types of leaders that them kids. <laughs> oh my, they can move to, people. They can. I've oh seen my. the same people growing up, but they would listen because when OG whoever Bobby Johnson says something, you listen. Everyone listens because uh-huh. the people next to you gonna tell you to listen, and everyone's gonna beat your ass if you don't listen. Let me let me let me tap in on this for a minute. Tap in because I'm about to choke this. No, <laughs> I've been committed about eight crimes on Britney in my head already. Listen, listen, listen. You know what? Hate you know crimes. What Stop. Hate crimes. <laughs> it's like this crime was did with malice. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is actually okay. Not only on the surface, but four or five levels beneath. This is actually a really powerful conversation that we're having because. Both, uh, all of us care yeah. about the community. We care, oh, I don't care about, about society. The Fuck the community. Dude, I was it. just giving my stop opinion. It. Stop it. Uh, but, Fuck the hood. But, <laughs> but, but a lot of times there's a, um, this is the conversation that people have, which is in terms of, you know, what do you do with the youth and what do you do with people that appear to be lost or misguided in the whole nine? And, you know, I, I I understand a hundred percent what it is that Brittany is saying, and I agree with what it is that she's saying in the sense of this is a different breed, and 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 we are aware of the fact that the individuals that seem to be um, conflicted, something is off. But then I'm gonna also double down on what Omar says because I, I think what Brittany is doing is she's eloquent eloquently stating the problem. What Omar is saying, I do believe, is the solution. And and I'm saying this from a personal or from personal experiences. You know, I work in an agency um, that deals with alcohol and substance abuse, you know. Um, and I'm always amazed when I'm training certain sessions how you can put a room full of people that should not give a shit about me, 
my big head, my wordiness, you know, however it is that I'm dressed, like they have not met individuals like me before. And you would think that they would resist me. You would think that they would push back against me. You would think that they would be like, whatever. I get to talk in 10, 15 minutes. I have their attention. By the end of the session, I have their respect. I get everyone's respect inside of that agency. And I'm talking, these are individuals with no GEDs. These are individuals with, you know, little home training. These are individuals with heavy criminal backgrounds. These are people with substance abuse and mental issues. However, when I'm speaking, my spirit is interacting with their spirit. And regardless of whether or not I'm cussing, regardless of the diction, regardless of my articulation, regardless of my street cred, they know I ain't no bitch and they know that I'm the truth in this area, but they also know that I care about them. And they also know that my words, while sounding harsh or firm at times, is coming from a place not of y'all need to get y'all shit together, but from (laughs) legitimate compassion. And they 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 feel it, y'all, and they respond to it. And what that's always taught me, which is what I try to go back and tell other individuals is. Part of what's wrong with the hood is that those of us that are affluent, those of us that do have the knowledge, those of us that do have the gifts, we don't go back and give it to them. They're in a fucking desert and we're a bunch of oases right. living in, you know, other communities and we're not giving back. You know what I'm saying? And that's ultimately what Omar is saying is that when the leaders were rounded up, the people who had their respect, they they didn't just have their respect because, oh, man. Uh, you know, Larry Hoover was crazy as shit. He'd kill you. No, it, it 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 wasn't fear. It was reverence. You know what I'm saying? It was this is a real dude who's saying real shit. And if he is interacting with me, it, like, because as much as 21 Savage can talk shit about Jay-Z, let Jay-Z invite 21 Savage out, you right, know, right. to X, Y, and Z. Yeah, listen, man, let's go and have dinner. I want to talk. 21 Savage is going to be like, fuck Jay-Z? Fuck no. He's going to go and put on a goddamn tuxedo. He gonna, you know, he's gonna roll out the red carpet and see to it that he is in the space he needs to be at because the guy wants to talk to me. Right. So I'm gonna talk shit, you know, because this so is it's social like media the Kim shit. So and the uh, Catch Me Outside girl, because uh. she was saying she'll beat all the Kardashians' ass. Oh really? But she was all smiles when she met her. Mm-hmm. I bet she was. Bow down, bitches. Uh-huh. Bow down. You know Let what I'm saying? When I come so to your town, pivot a little bit. Bow down. When I'm westward bound. Thank you. Bow ice, down. Ice. Um, <laughs> to a side that's greater than you. <laughs> when they say Nia back in the day, like they were saying Nia instead of nigga, like they oh, was trying. Yeah, it was fucking Nia. weird. Nia. Um, but <laughs> speaking of, and just kind of doubling back to what we were kind of talking about earlier, speaking of expecting people to do things, um, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Jesse Williams. Mm. So how do you feel about Before that? Before we get into this, let me open it up okay. because this is protected by the red, the black, and the green with the key, sissy. Go ahead. <laughs> what in the fuck <laughs> was that? That was X-Clan. I think, I, think, I think Omar is telling us it's time to get into this topic. Right. You know what? Let's do it.
Hello everyone, this is Casey Alana. And this is Brittany. And we are back with another installment of the Tequila Tales Unleashed podcast, where we discuss everything love and relationships with a twist. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Brittany didn't do it. That's usually Brittany's part. Right, first, she didn't let me do it. She wasn't ready. <laughs> I was always ready. You stay ready. I'm always. You stay ready so you don't have to get ready. There you go, Omar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get ready for this shit. Today here. we have our very special guest, Mr. Omar Jones. Oh, whatever. All right, all right, all right. Don't make me choke Brittany on this one. <laughs> And the host of the Tequila Tales Live, the know-it-all himself, the greatest host of all times, Mr. Isaac Paul. Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here, as always. <laughs> Question, because I'm always a special guest. Is it because I'm wearing this helmet? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're both special guests. I don't even know why exactly, but you are. So just be fine with it. Right. Um, so this. So can I just say, Brittany had a wonderful morning. She's finished painting her toenails. She had a continental breakfast. She gave her trip advisor a uh, review on the house picnic. Yes. And she rated the Jay-Z 444 album. Let me tell you guys, uh, ladies, that, that's someone who's paying attention. I think you guys need to uh, <laughs> consider um, Omar. Look for him. Look for him. Look okay, for him. he's out here trolling that's funny <laughs> um okay so let's jump into the topic we all lose when the family feuds i was uh, i was going back to something we were talking about where um uh, people have expectations of like jay-z and beyonce based on who they are but jesse williams um the actor and activist who uh, three months after he split up from his wife multiple outlets are reporting that he is dating actress minka kelly uh, the duo stepped out together for a movie night in Los Angeles, fueling rumors that they were doing more than just teaming up on an upcoming video project. Um, Minka Kelly is white. Jesse Williams is mixed. So I guess my question is, does this tarnish his reputation as a leader in the black community? No. Why not? I think we covered this topic before. Well, this is new news, so I want to talk about it. Again. Mm-hmm. Fake news. <laughs> um, I say No. I feel like, again, you know, my black community, y'all be tripping. And I need y'all to calm the fuck down. Okay? I could be for y'all, but I can also fuck somebody who's white if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I can be with him if I want to. Because relationships are not about color. And the moment you make it about color, then now you're a racist. Or you're prejudiced. Like, relationships are about... A connection. So if he's into this woman and she happens to be white, then she's white. Whatever. So so let me just present what the opposing viewpoint will say. Okay. Go ahead, because, Isaac. Uh, Go ahead. Say what you got to say, brother. I've seen a few people talk about be this. Be angry. Uh, and, and one of them even, uh, Umar Johnson. Oh, oh, your boy. Oh your boy. God. Your Doctor. boy. That's your boy. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson. Uh, doctor. Yeah, doctor. Notice I didn't say doctor. Have we I verified know. that yet? No, we haven't. No, he received serious to laugh. No, I think he received a doctorate in VCR repair. Like he was like a VCR repair doctor. <laughs> but we the just um, doctors. I would like so, to be a doctor. So the state of mind, and I'm, I'm a, once I'm again, this doctor. isn't even me playing devil's advocate. It's just sharing the other point of view. Oh, sure. And of basically what they're saying is that, you know, that it's hard to consider yourself. P- part of being a leader um, can sometimes be, I guess, emblematic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and, and it's almost like, I guess they feel that the message that you're sending 
when you marry someone outside of your race uh, is is that you don't necessarily honor and respect the family and the culture enough to even make the sacrifice to say, you know what, I'm going to look for a person that's inside of of my race, not only so that I can raise black children, but that's so that I can only continue to promote, you know, black values. But then also in the event that I pass away, my money is being passed to someone of the race and not being sure. wheeled to someone that is mm-hmm. Caucasian well, or of another race. So it's because because from what I understand, wealth is generally transferred generally uh, uh generationally right you know so if you marry someone white then and you pass away and you're a multimillionaire, you know that money is now hers and she could do whatever the fuck she right. wants to with it and it's no longer quote unquote inside the black community right but here's my here's my rebuttal to that too okay so we need to understand our culture and we need to embrace it, love it, because we come from a world where we've been taught or been told by those who are considered to be superior because I don't consider white people superior, but considered to be superior that we ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, I feel like we need to do that. We need to embrace ourselves and love one one another and, and uphold our culture. But at the same time, the issues that we have socially are bigger than just the black community. Like when you start making it where, okay, black people should only fuck with black people. White people should only fuck with white people. Then how can we really kind of come together and be people and, and live without that? Like, you know, inner. So you're saying all racism. lives matter is what you're saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is black lives matter first, <laughs> but we need to figure out how to, to come together and, and get rid of that divide. Like, there's a clear divide. There's a clear line. I'm black, you white. I'm, I'm over here, you over there. And I don't, I don't think that continuing to live in that mindset is helping mm. or will help us. I don't uh, think so. I think that's just uh, very naive thinking. When you, <laughs> when you paint it in that light to say, oh, because he's dating someone white, he doesn't care about black issues or he stops caring. That's right. almost like... You're a str- you you can't be a straight person and support gay people. Right. Gay right. rights. Right. So now you know I'm what I mean. Like I have to be gay in order to support <laughs> gay rights. Now, like you can't just be someone that you want everyone to have equal opportunities, right. and that's what you're fighting for. Right. 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 You're not fighting for. Uh, is it okay to to hate white people? Like we fought that f- fight already. Like no, what he's fighting for is equal rights right. for black people. Mm-hmm. Right. So in return, I think when black people jump down his throat about that, that's like a slap in the face. Yeah. And and it's counterproductive of the conversation. Yeah. And and and, and, and can we be honest for a moment? I know that for a while Jesse Williams was everybody's bae and he was woke bae, but I think that a lot of women kind of got off on the fact that he had a wife that was kind of regular looking. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like she sure. wasn't unattractive, but she wasn't, you know. Uh, that was uh, the before the money wife, the before you, the money exactly. wife. Exactly. Right. And, and, and so when people saw that, it's like it, the Kevin it instilled Hart this, this hope where it was just like, yes, yes, you know, yeah, he's woke. And so you had a bunch of like, 
you know, regular looking people. And I mean, and I say that being a regular looking person, right? Like you start to see that and you're like, you're not oh, a regular shit. person. I, I right. think you're damn handsome. Well, well thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know, but yeah, just saying I like, mean, you know, it's just like get you drunk. Let you start talking about all your past yeah. bitches. And he you, said, you, I'm the coldest. You know, I'm the coldest nigga. I'm the coldest nigga in Manhattan. I can't. I can't with y'all. I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have had conversations with you where you be like, I know I'm the shit. Listen, listen, like okay. they better recognize. He's not going old school. They know when I'm in the room. They know when I'm in the room. He's not stuck with the gator boots. He's not the gator boots. No gator boots. I was, I was trying. I was trying to have a humble moment. You were just trying to get likes. You were just trying to get the likes. Trying to get some likes. Doing it for the gram. Right. All right. Fine. All right. Fine. All right. Fuck it. Then let me go ahead and be honest. Thank you for keeping me honest. Let me go ahead and tell the CNN, truth. CNN, keep me right. honest. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Fake news. Point, point Fake I was news. trying to make, though, was that I think that people weren't, I think people were into his message, but I think they were also into how that looked, right? That yeah. you got this guy who's really attractive, yes. let's be honest, light-skinned, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they see him with this woman. His wife wasn't unattractive, but she wasn't like, you know, glamorous. She wasn't, glamorous. Like she, she wasn't right. glamorous. Right. And so... They were buying into the whole ideal of what he was more so than his right. message. Mm-hmm. Now, he breaks up with her, but now he's dating this white woman. Now, the white woman was very attractive, yep. but she's also in the industry as well. So it's not like, all right, I break up with my wife and I got to go out of my way to look for a bimbo you know, or, like or, or, a or, bimbo. Or, or extra woke <laughs> or like black a, oh, woman. Well, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, I mean, the only other person that he could maybe have a baby with is Angela Rye. Right. That's what I was And that saying. shit would be extra. That would be That'd interesting. Be the brightest baby ever. That would <laughs> that baby would walk out read motherfuckers. He would he would walk out the vagina the read motherfuckers <laughs> with <Right>. an ankh <laughs> and an African medallion <laughs> dropping like, knowledge. <laughs> let me um, let me just give y'all the reason that I I agree with everything you guys are saying and. Um, what I do, I want to add some context. And the reason that I feel like Jesse Williams could do whatever the fuck he wants to do is because he, um, A, is one of the founders of the Advancement Project, a multiracial civil rights organization. He contributes to Black AIDS Institute, the Magic Johnson Foundation, AIDS and HIV, Children, Health and Human Rights. Like, does him dating a white woman negate the work that he has been doing his entire life. Not at all. Like that is why I feel like we have to stop putting people in these boxes and putting them on top of these pedestals that they don't belong on. He's a human being. Cause it's, like, it's people that's fake woke. Well, like they don't, they don't, they know half the story. They don't know all the story. Yeah. And so they take their half and they run with that half, mm-hmm. but they don't tell the whole story. But if you tell the whole story, you leave Jesse Williams alone. Right. right. And also, the only thing that I will say is that if he, because it hasn't been confirmed, confirmed that he's in a relationship with this woman, but you probably want to get a divorce first. <laughs> like because you, everyone, you because everyone thought it was okay when Serena married a white dude because he's a billionaire. They're like, no, oh. no. It's because she's a black woman and he's a white man. Yeah, but I'm still, they're like, no one really like ran down. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't jump on her. Well, black know. men did, but the yeah, reason, but like, but she didn't get di- dragged. No, but the dynamic. Jesse Williams, Tyrese got dragged. Yes, Tyrese deserved it. Okay, well, <laughs> we we beat that. Learn to shut or. your mouth, and we can go and live in peace. Yeah. But he don't know how to shut the fuck up. 
Jesse but, don't deserve this. But the thing is, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of deep rooted history with black men and white women as opposed to white men and, and black women. What's but you difference? know what that's but what's that's interesting though because basically no 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 because I'm gonna tell you what that also means though. Hey Isaac, give me a second. Don't ever cut me off again, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but but now okay so I'm a, I'm gonna throw this out here yeah. and, and you all tell me if I'm reaching mm-hmm. or or if you think that this could be something that is also a discussion that that the community needs to also have. Because you're right, Casey historically black men white women has kind of been this ongoing thing you know all the way since probably back during the days of slavery and whatever and and, and it's different when you're talking about a man and what a man goes after Mm -hmm. but people love knowing that uh uh robert de niro is married to a black woman people love knowing that george lucas right is married to a black woman so what is it about that that's empowering and it's it's not on the other side which means that you know, it's sex. Black women, exactly. No, 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 exactly. No, 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 black no, women no, no, are falling prey to the no, same thing no, no, no. of, oh, hey, I, y'all, okay. look, the white man no. loves us too, the no. same way that y'all, you know, no, so is it, is it is it a revenge a, thing no, or no. is it, gotta, is it the same coin I gotta think. twisted no, it or means, flipped? It means two different things. So, and this is just my personal reflection on this. Be careful what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Fuck you, Omar. Okay. Here's my personal idea. I've killed you again in my head. Okay. <laughs> this time with the cup. Could y'all stop with this okay. violence against women and <laughs> Britney specifically? I can't. Right. Okay. It was like that scene from Riddick. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Sure. I will put hands on you. <laughs> okay. You said Riddick. Here's my thought process. So when a white man marries a black woman, right? We when we I'm Okay. We like it. We yes. That's 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 great to see because historically you know, that's that's a relationship that was hidden from his perspective. So when, when when he's out in the open and he's claiming her as though, you know, nothing is wrong, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's thing. It's validating. It's validating. It is. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe we are trying to overcome this barrier that we have. Like this, this... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find a word. Well, for Mammy, the black, relationship black, the white man had with Mammy. Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, about? but black Nigga. women historically <laughs> have been demonized. Thank you. And, yes. you know, we're seen as the mad black woman. We're right. always angry. You're not? The, it, I thought all black women were angry. <laughs> so when we see Is that, that just a rumor? Okay, and my reaction didn't help. I was like, Nigga, right. <laughs> right. And when I'm sitting here, I actually laughed because I was like, that was funny. Your, your, your reaction, like, Nick. Right, my face is like, the like I'm about to throw this mic at your right, bitch right. ass. And you're not. He's a bitch. And you know what? Casey, you should smile more. <laughs> the guy. Anyway, see, see, you just, but you're right, This is what we doing today? Okay. You're right, Casey. Yeah. Exactly. So it looks, it just, it's, it's heartwarming. And the white woman has always been painted as, angelic as a delicate flower right. a and snowflake like, a snowflake okay and and, and <laughs> a men, liberal and black men who who go for white women it's kind of one of those things where i've heard black men actually fucking say i don't deal with black women because um they're too much or they're too yeah. angry they have they're too much of an angry. attitude they're yeah. too strong Mother, yeah. where did you come from? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's always a reason, a put down on black women instead of, oh, no, I'm with this white woman because I know her and I love her and I want to be yeah. with her. We went to college together. We went we to college together. Love. Exactly. Like, like fuck it. But no, it's, the reason you're with this white woman is because you don't like black women. Or you actively 
avoid black women. Thank or you're you. weak, or you're just so or you're weak, weak. or you're yeah. weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and, 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 and not that white women are, are are passive, but they have a different way of getting revenge. Sure, right. I'm like, right, wait, wait. No, they they operate different. Like black women will confront you. A white woman will do some shit behind your back, like. Ha ha! <laughs> right. Didn't see that coming. Did I you, Tyrone? Will- <laughs> I've been fucking your brother for the last three years. Yeah. Ha ha! Uh, really, your son is, is your nephew. Son, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, bitch, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, and you have to move out because your brother's moving in <laughs> today. Because this Bye. my house, motherfucker. Right. Where black so, women come in with the knife in the pot. Right, and <laughs> the then oh, we can be sneaky as fuck man, too. Don't right. get it twisted. Oh, come on now. Oh, come on. And then black men fucked up again by when they started fucking with white women putting these bitches on this pedestal like okay as soon as I make some Say money some black men I'm a, you yeah. just categorize all money, black men absolutely. Okay, so, <laughs> as so. soon as I make some money I'm gonna stop fucking with Taquanisha and go get me a fucking um, blazer. What? You supposed what? to stop fucking with Taquanisha though. I'm gonna be honest. What's the purpose? Sound like what's the purpose of getting money if you can't leave Taquanisha? <laughs> Taquanisha was convenient. No, she's a no, clerk she at Walmart. She's a clerk at Walmart. She like, why are you leaving? I'm upgrade you because I need to be upgraded. Taquanisha though, make your ramen noodles the she way you like hold him. Your shit down. Braided your hair all those years. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's why you have. Re- Wrinkles in your head now, so that's kind of a double edged story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to I'm get sorry. up off the But, but here's what right I, I, this is my opinion on it I would never date, and I advise anyone if you're gonna date outside of your race, never date someone that says they only date this type yes. of right. Right. right? Like, that's the setup. You're gonna be on Honestly, the movie Get Out. You're gonna be on the movie Get Out. Like, don't, if, don't if, if date what? anyone who says they're only right, no, because I would never like. I date everything, but I would never date a girl that says I only date black men. Oh hell, that's I wouldn't date a girl. You are gonna be in a sunken place. Yeah, like I would never date that person, right. like because it means you're probably very close minded. Yeah, you're very. You want someone open minded. You know, you right. don't want to date someone well, like that. Just like when I hear black men say I only date white women, like. Get the fuck out of right, here, dog. Right. Like, right. nigga, you charcoal chocolate. Nigga, stop, bro. <laughs> stop. stop, my stop. nigga. Like, stop. You got to open up, brother. Like, Purple we black. need to talk, brother. Like, when Hold people on. say that, it's like, don't say ignorant shit. Speaking of black women. Casey, white again, man. I'm... I'm just trying to be respectful of this podcast. Sure. But the third person that cuts me off is going to probably be the person that's going to get it. <laughs> Omar, you were done. You were done with your thought. Are were you, you finished or are you done? Are you finished? Are you finished or are you done? Okay, finish what you were saying because I know you were done. I'm done now. I knew you was done. I'm done now. I'm done now. I forgot what I was going to say. Get your, I'm finished. Face ass out of here. So speaking finish, of, you done? of black women and white men, uh, black China and Rob Kardashian. Ooh. That is terrible. Obviously, poor uh, baby. Which one? <laughs> both of them. Right. Yeah. They both right. need help. Matter of fact, poor dream. Like poor yeah. baby. They, they both need Jesus, though. They do. Yeah. First off, I need they Black need China. Allah, Jehovah, I need Oprah, Black China Ayana. to calm down them eyebrows okay, for a second. That's not just do half a part of, of the this. <laughs> because they thick as fuck. Have y'all seen that shit? Yeah, Are they tattooed on it? Every time they thick as hell. They thick as hell. They the same. Um, in the ten days since uh, Rob went on his explicit social media spree, China, who retained a high-powered civil rights attorney Lisa Bloom, to do what? 
was granted a set of restraining orders against Kardashian. He was ordered by a judge to stay at least 100 feet away from his ex and is banned from posting personal photos or information about her and her children. And the Arthur George Sock founder, which is Kardashian, has apologized to his family. Did y'all see what Rob posted? When? This is how you know his feelings were really hurt. He was like, on Twitter? <laughs> he said, my mama told me to calm down. But she's been married to a woman all this time. So, uh, yeah, no. Not I don't know if that was real. Hold on. Let me see <laughs> if that was even that real. That was real. Nigga. Yes. Oh, well. um, yes. Rob, my problem with Rob is that he yes. has a history of shaming the women that hurt his feelings. You don't remember this happening with Rita Ora a and, couple years um, ago? And Bailon. I don't Adrian. fuck with Rob Kardashian. He I don't fuck with the Kardashian. Adrian. So, like, well, right. like you guys inform me of he what they're video? doing. Adrienne Baylon, Baylon, Baylon. She was Dylan, saying goodbye. Dylan, Dylan. She was um, like, um, "Chris, I'm leaving. Um, you guys have a great night." And so he's running behind. This was Skinny Rob. He was running behind <laughs> her, like, "No, where are you going?" She was in in their house, and she was like, "I'm leaving. You're crazy." He's like, "Bow." What? And then Courtney and all of them jumped on him. Like, did you hit her? Like, it went off. He like, really jumped. hit her. He hit her. He slapped her. But in the you face? could tell he. It was like almost like. He didn't follow all the way through. He slapped her, but like he tried to stop himself in the middle of it. So it was like a, like that. Rob but he problem. hit her. He hit her. I mean, clearly has a problem. Like, no, no, no. Let's be clear. All of them have problems. All of, but and I think that that's why I don't. It's, it's, it's hard for me to get engaged with a lot of the reality TV stuff because yeah. of just, it, it hinges or, or its foundation is built off of absurdity. Right. And, it will make you feel crazy, you know, because you're normalizing absurd behavior. Like, mm-hmm. like one of the earlier shows that um, a, a woman I was dating uh, in Atlanta, Michelle, mm-hmm. she used to love Flavor of Love, <laughs> and and I this is Flavor of Love, nigga. We all did, and this it. is why I was, was like, hilarious. I I can't watch. I can't watch it. The same reason yeah. I can't play video games sometimes because when I turn on a video game. I'm synced in until I win the shit. If I start watching the season of some bullshit, <laughs> they build it in a way by the second, third episode. Now I'm invested. Right. I got to watch <laughs> and figure out is Muhammad really going to keep, you know, living with this fat white woman <laughs> on Married in 90 Days or right. some shit or 90 Day Fiance. I don't know if y'all ever heard that show. Yeah, that shit not. is bizarre, right? But I got to watching it, right? And it's like you get sucked into this vortex of absurdity and you start normalizing dumb shit you know what i'm saying so like the kardashians i was like two things make her relevant to me admittedly i did see the ray j sex tape this was before she popped off yeah and i was like oh she is bad but this was before she did whatever and then when kanye started dating her Mm -hmm. if it was not for kanye kim kardashian would not be relevant to me Mm -hmm. and i'm saying me personally not Mm -hmm. period but just to me so Everything that she's been doing, I'm I am incredibly impressed with because this is someone who does not have a skill set, but has figured out how to Whoa, manipulate the Whoa. game. She's a brand, brother. She's a brand. But yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And but she, but, but she don't have a skill set. She does have a skill set. I hate when people say that. What's the skill set? She was fucking Paris Hilton stylist. She was the one picking out all those million dollar dresses. So she coined the term socialite, which is a thing people get paid for these days. 
Stop saying she doesn't have a skill set. Listen. She's dumb as hell, but she has a skill set. She's picking out those fancy-ass dresses for Paris Hilton. Don't come for his girl, Kim, Isaac. <laughs> right, she has a I'll goddamn stylist, and I'll she's a brand master. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chris Jenna is the, the Phil Jackson of stylists. Um, I don't even know if that makes sense. But anyway, <laughs> I'll give my, my opinion on Rob. So the thing is with Rob... Rob Mrs. Lamar Odom. So when you're a crackhead, you have crackhead friends. And when you don't get to hang out with your crackhead friends, shit kind of goes off the rockers. Because it's nothing like seeing two crackheads communicate. They have their shit together. They have the buddy system. They stick together. They love each other. They tell each other when they're fucking up. And they're like, hey, man, let's get that shit together. We got to get this crack. And when you saw those two split apart, you saw them north and south. So you and you saw Rob both of them go is on the drugs as well. You don't hang around a crackhead and not do crack too. That was his brother-in-law. Well, they were best friends. You noticed that since they split apart, they both went crazy. The two didn't crackheads. You, didn't you tell us a story on a earlier podcast about the two crackheads that fell in love? Remember that shit? <laughs> no, I'm telling. They were mechanics. Remember that the yeah, crackhead mechanic? There was. Crack I don't know mechanics. if he told us on a podcast. Yeah. No, that was on a podcast. I think it was. If you see two crackheads hang out together. They, with man or woman, they love each other and they'll be there through thick and thin. Yeah. And if you split them apart, things yeah. just go wrong. Mm. And that's what happened. They split those two apart. Next thing you know, Rob has gained a thousand pounds. <laughs> He's dating um, a hooker. And then Lamar goes and sleeps with hookers in Vegas. Who goes to the Bunny Ranch for hookers? Have you uh, ever seen that show on HBO? I have. They are busted. I'm like, you're supposed to be a millionaire. Why are you going to, to the middle time. of the desert in Vegas to sleep with fat white women? Because it's, it's <laughs> convenient. I don't know. I am rich. I am getting the best escorts money can buy. And crack, eight balls, everything. All I know he is. He did some crackhead shit. Yes. That, he probably had a missile. You know, where they put the antenna and a cowboy shit in the little pipe and make a little pipe. He was doing that shit. All I know is... You're a millionaire. Do cocaine. Sorry. If it doesn't matter Pissing that Black China was a stripper... She's a hooker. Or, or if she was, I don't believe that she was. <laughs> she is a hooker. Omar. <laughs> she is a hooker. How do you know she's a hooker? Because Rob said... Rob said... Rob said that she told him that T.I. paid her to okay. have the threesome. Got it. She also worked at a strip club... Where she would do favors in exchange for money. What do hookers do? What do okay, they do? Let me say this. What do they do? What do they do? What do they do, Casey? What do they do? Huh? What do they do? What do hookers do? Stay I'ma get my day on ya. I'ma get my day on ya. Stay your ass <laughs> over there. What you say, honey? What you say? I can't hear you, honey. <laughs> I hate you. The point is, it doesn't matter what her occupation She's was. She's a hooker. He was dead fucking wrong Why? for posting any. He was hurt. I don't care. He was a crackhead that <laughs> was winged off the crack. You are not getting ready to justify <laughs> this, this whack shit. He is doing crack his shit. So there what? Two, it it was be- the perfect storm. A Omar, hooker that just, sleeps with people for money Jesus. meets a trick that's unstable. Okay. What do you think is going to happen so in, that, you in that picture? you don't have any respect for Black China. For- Neither one of them. Like, they're both two messed up people. And so they she, got together to do some fucked up shit. Like there was nothing. What good was going to come out of that way situation? To tarnish the Kardashian. But what was going to good going to come right. out of that situation? Think oh, about nothing. it. Nothing. A woman that looks for rappers to sleep with for money. A guy who's clearly gained weight since his crackhead friend left, and who's unstable when it comes to women. 
What do you think is gonna happen when those two people meet? You're gonna be like, this is gonna be a great relationship. They're gonna this I can see this marriage really working out. Listen, did nobody expect this shit to work out? Uh, Omar, okay, you're done. You're fucking done. Like, I'm just saying, let's not say let's not blame anyone of them. Oh, let's no, blame I both am, of them. You know I am blaming you know They're both re But that is the mother of his child. Wait a minute. You do not okay, post. again. Wait a minute. Okay. He's, uh, he's so mentally wait a minute. unstable. In, he wants to kill in. himself. Stop. He's a crackhead. Let me jump in. Let me jump in and at least add some context and maybe make sense because while I'm sitting over here cracking up, Casey was about to make a pivot, uh, you know, an, an important pivot about, you know, women's rights and that she should, uh, you know, and even about uh, revenge, what they call it, the revenge porn act yeah. or something like that, yeah. you know, and the importance of not doing that. And Rob has gotten shamed through social media because everybody that is anybody knows that's some weak nigga shit you just Thank did, you. right? So. W- w- that's not what Omar is saying. And, I know and, it and, and I know it's not but but I will double down on even I think the point that he's making, which is that the fact that this has elevated to the point. See, let me tell you about what's going wrong with society today. And you all can either agree or disagree with this, right? Like we're at this space now where and 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 it even shows in who our current president is, mm-hmm. where we are starting to normalize absurdity. Yeah. Black China, as he puts it, you know, not to just throw random labels, but she is a hooker, right? Like she is, you know, like that. that okay. That, that's what she did. So? She was on Good Morning America yeah. telling her story the other day for eight minutes, and it's dominating the news feed. Not saying that we can't take this situation and make it bigger for people who may not have those labels but you know are still experiencing the same thing i'm saying while people are still drinking brown water in flint michigan good morning america is talking about as omar puts it two crackheads having a crackhead scenario now not saying that 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 we shouldn't you know speak about it but like that situation if you if you take away the cameras that situation can be duplicated hundreds of thousands of times in lower income communities, right? Or or poverty stricken, uh, drug infested communities where you got people that have mental issues that are using substances are doing crazy shit. We have to be able to look at that situation and call it out for what it is and not make that emblematic of the movement, right? Like, let's take Amber Rose, for instance. I've seen a lot of women who will, who will, and no, 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 and look, Omar is giving me the, no, don't go there. No, 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 but I'm, I'm, a, Here it look, comes. look, 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 no, no, <laughs> Here no, it comes. no, I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna walk a tightrope with this, with this comment because I was going through my, I was going through my, savage. no, no, this <laughs> ain't me, savage. this ain't me. I was reading what a woman was saying one time on a post and she was just saying that like, and she wasn't even trying to diss her, but it was something that she had to, it was when she took that picture, butt ass naked, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I like the picture. Uh, what the woman was saying was that, you know, she doesn't like what she thinks she's turning the movement into because slut shaming mm-hmm. is different than what that picture was. Right. Like, yeah, OK, we, we, we know what you're trying to say, Amber. But if we really breaking it down, that picture wasn't just about you trying to make a point about slut shaming. That picture was you wanting likes mm-hmm. and you wanting to put your body on display 
to be monetized or capitalized off of. Like, like, like if we strip away all the layers, Mm -hmm. like I'm not saying that it may not have some deeper underlinings, but I hate it when you take it to the bazaar, you try to capitalize off of it, but then make it seem like, oh, you've got this altruistic, really moral purpose behind like nigga, stop it. Mm -hmm. Like, like your motivations aren't being driven just by the betterment of the movement and the message of the movement. And if you're not careful, what you do is you hijack the message. You hijack the message to whereas when we think of slut shaming, we only imagine slut shaming when we're slaming strippers or hookers and not the woman walking down the street wearing something that may be form fitting but is professional and she's being catcalled. Like everybody gets grouped into this one pool and 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 not to say that it's unfair, but like you've 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 taken something that's real. And you try to make your point by highlighting the bizarre. And and that's not fair because there are millions more women that deal with slut shaming who would never take a picture butt ass naked on social media. And so what you just did while trying to make your point about slut shaming, you've you just grouped everybody into that shit. And now you got a lot of women that like, yo, I want to get behind the message, but I'm also promoting pornography because you just p- took a picture with your vagina out while trying and now once again do what it is that you want to do but when you try to attach that no, to I a deeper movement it's like yeah uh, and you're I, warping and, and, it you're yeah, warping and, and it and you're I warping the you. message and there's you're nothing wrong with being message. a hooker i just want to be right. clear about that it's like, not, it's you not. should own that's whatever you want to be exactly you should there's own whatever you want to be because that's like saying the hooker doesn't enjoy sex you know what i mean it's a job for no you enjoy sex that's why you do it but I will tell you an interesting story. So there was a woman I followed on Instagram. She is bad, right? And she was like, she would always say she's at this conference. And she'd be wearing these sexy outfits. I was like, oh, she looks good. And, you know, I, f- I followed her for about a year, right? And I'm just watching her movement. And then one day she says, oh, I'm selling my page. And I was like, why would you sell your page and you're motivating women? Wait, selling her Instagram page? Yeah, she's selling her Instagram page. But, you know, she was one of those women's rights and everything like that. So I was like, why would she be selling her page? And I ain't had nothing to do. So I Googled her, okay. found out she was a porn star. She had another page. <laughs> oh, my God. And a Snapchat. The most random. She was the biggest porn star on Pornhub or whatever the the sites are but i said oh my god this woman fooled me for a whole year and i thought she was this upstanding citizen she helping women out be that just because she's a porn star doesn't mean she's not uplifting everything i thought about her was destroyed inside of me (laughs) when i saw the pipes that she could take (laughs) on the regular this is why she had over ten thousand videos (laughs) oh my god and now she's doing snapchat She's no longer inspiring women. Listen, she went back to something. the dick and Snapchat. Oh let me tell you something. Amber it. Rose and this whole slut movie. It's a joke. Slut There's nothing walk, empowering about Amber Rose. All we are watching is someone who's trying to remain relevant. See, she has nothing else. Now, this is a woman with no skill set. Who said she didn't have no skills? You said no. You said Kim, Kim Kardashian, Kardashian didn't have no skills. This is the woman. Oh, with my no wisely corrected that, but yes, mm-hmm. yeah. This is a woman with no skill set. Skill set. All she has is her body. That's it. 
That's it. And so she's turned that into something that people talk about. So she had to post a naked fucking picture. I'm not surprised that the next thing that she does, she has to do something to top that after a while. How do you beat that? Sucking dick on Instagram. Ooh. <laughs> or you can just get you a Snapchat like that one and empowering shit. She had the problem to sit here and try to turn that into, and people were really confused. Like, is it feminism no. or is it Right. Or right. is it some bullshit? And when I, I when people were talking about that, I'm like, are y'all fucking kidding me? It's Amber Rose. She's not even qualified to talk about anything feminine. Yes, she is. That's like, the problem, though, Brittany, is that the the problem is they are, like, people like Black China or Amber Rose are giving us the right message, but they're packaging it in a way where it's, like, it's very hard for us to take it seriously because you're putting your vagina on display and it's like like you said that the people that are, are impacted by slut shaming and cat calling they're not doing that shit so while her message is correct the thing that she's saying like it doesn't matter what i wear you still shouldn't be allowed to rape me or cat call me or do all these other things it doesn't mean that she can't be the one to say it but it does it has taken away from the message because of the packaging she's putting it in here's what fucked me up so there was a response that uh, Ball Alert or Shay Room um, posted where you know how the stars come for the fans mm-hmm. or whatever. So the she clap back. The clap back. Uh-huh. So she uh, posted some shit or whatever. I can't remember if it was the new photo or whatever. And a, and a fan or maybe someone who just follows her commented like, you know, you're why would you post this? You know, you have. Um, what type of example, role model are you for for young women or for women in general who need any kind of guidance? Like basically went down that route. Like if you're going to be feminist, then this is this is what comes with the packaging, right? This is what's coming with the role. Amber replies, um, well, what kind of parent are you to let your kid even follow me on Instagram or Facebook? Like I monitor everything that my son does and he can't follow certain people for this reason alone. So now you're admitting that you're on bullshit. No, she's admitting like, that I post adult things and it's not my responsibility to police your children. I can't. I get that and I'm with her with that. I'm not even a fan of, of I'm not a fan of her. Amber I, can't, here's the I, thing. Can't, I, I think have to defend that, that she's this, allowed what to say. do whatever the fuck she wants to. I, I agree with you. Here's what I would say. If Amber Rose was actually a success right. and, and is doing what she's doing, I think it would make more sense. But you can't do what you're doing, and the next thing you know, you pop up with a half retard rapper, <laughs> and okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. And you're just like, I, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like no, like if you were saying I want to empower women and show you that you can be sec- sexy and you can you can you can show your body off, but you can also be a a, a bad motherfucker in the boardroom, mm-hmm. then that's a different story. But she's not the bad motherfucker in the boardroom. Everything she touches fails, and then you <laughs> fall back. To dating rappers, you know what I mean. Like you're not that rappers that uh, that basically uh, berate women. You know those same rappers. So you know what I mean. You're not empowering. You're you're sending mixed signals. Like if you're a success, you're like, no, I'm gonna date a gentleman. Like I'm gonna date a man that respects women and who respects my body and also respects my business game. But she has no business game. Mm-hmm. Like Isaac said, she relies on her body. Mm-hmm. She's not using her mind to be successful. But if she used her mind to be successful, she'd have a better argument. Because mm-hmm. she'll say, yeah, you can say whatever you want about me, but bitch, I bring in the money. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm bringing in the business. I'm employing people. Mm-hmm. You know, but she's not doing that. Just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, 
that show I had on TV didn't work. Guess I'll fuck 21 Savage. Is he 21? I think he is. He's young. And she's like, how old? I don't know. 40, now you're 48. Now you're, <laughs> but wait a minute, though. He's been 21 Savage for like three, four years. So I'm thinking he's, he's like, like 24, 25 or something. Like, or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's 21 because savage. I think it was like tw- 23 of them or something like that. Oh. <laughs> they were all savages. That's way too many. Because it's 22 Savage. Oh, is it? Too many Oh, shit. 22 Savage is he on bullshit. That's why he named himself 22. There's too many Savages. Oh, shit. And then Kodak Black got his name because he used to have a a Kodak camera, the the old Polaroid ones. I love those. Yeah, and that's where his name. He came named from. himself after his camera because he never came out on the film because he was so black. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said, "Your name Kodak Black." That's not true. No, nah, I just made that. Oh, up. I was like, "Your ass." That was good. <laughs> that was almost like the meme I saw when they be talking about uh, uh, two chains. Oh no, not two chains. It was um uh oh man, what's that um what's that one mumble rapper? Uh, Slim Thug. I was like, which one? And it's like a meme, and they're talking about all of this positive stuff that he did. Like, yeah, you guys know him for this. But you did know that, you know, it was a young man that came up, and he told him, hey, listen, young man, you could be anything that you ever want to be. That man later on became Barack Barack Obama, Obama, our 44th president. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. I was was like, that's awesome. All right, well, speaking of the Kardashians, well, we were speaking of the Kardashians, uh, rumor has it that Beyonce's strained relationship or lack of acceptance of Kim Kardashian was a part of the cause of the rift between Jay-Z and Kanye West. How impactful does your friend's opinions of your significant other have on your relationship? That's good. That's well, good. Isaac usually takes anyone I'm dating now for dinner and he lets me know what he thinks. Does he? If he doesn't <laughs> agree, then. Oh, okay. You know, I don't think I we like, can move I don't like her. I don't like her, Omar. Not at all. She's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't have cute friends either. Right. Yeah, we like, got like, All our friends are fat. <laughs> we got to keep moving. Right. Like, what if your significant other and your friend, like, battled it out every time y'all were together? Like, they legit didn't like each other. I think, here's the thing, I've never been in that situation with Isaac because I think Isaac gets along with everybody. Just like well, yeah. I get along with everybody. What so. about a different right. friend? Because I think you guys are Well, are if it's outside of us, then we probably don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and not to say like, yeah, yeah because, because we got friends, like, okay, real talk. I have friends that I can introduce someone I'm dating to, too, and I know why y'all don't like this motherfucker because I be questioning, why am I still hanging with this nigga? Right? Right. Like, like, there are certain friends where you know, like, I, I kick it with him during... You know, when we drinking or whatever. So, you know, um, one of the things that I'm that I'm known about saying that that my uh, father used to always tell me is that he used to always say you got to be very cautious about mixing your uh, significant others with your good friends. And so, me understanding that growing up, I was always kind of leery ab- against feeling like it had to be all kumbaya and we all had to be kind of on the same page and the whole nine. Um, however moving forward and just kind of where we're at right now i'm at the space now where it's like i have a few friends like and by a few friends i mean like erica and omar who if you don't like them now now i can understand you're not liking omar right but 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 i mean if i, I can understand you're not liking something about if like Hi, his way, no, 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 because because here's the deal. Here's the deal about about Omar. Oh, oh, like in Casey's scenario, Omar's not going to sit up and argue with someone. 
especially if he knows that I like them and the whole nine. Like, Omar is going to tone it down, and he's always looking at how he can assist me. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to have a drag out argument of someone that like if he didn't care for her much, then he probably just wouldn't say much or he would just think about how do I be pleasant? You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't be argumentative. I know that about his character. I know that about Erica's character. Like because Erica's like Omar in that sense. They both Capricorns in the sense of if they don't like you, they don't like you, you know, and and because their character is their character. And if this motherfucker don't have, you know, if I don't rock with them, then I don't rock with them. But they're not going to go out of their way to be a dick towards them like erica can play that game and be very amicable and play the role and then even give me the real on the side to side but hey look like if you like him you know i get i've had girlfriends that erica did not like and she was she was she wasn't shy against telling me that but if they were in the same presence it was whatever so if someone was fighting with erica or fighting with omar that was probably them Okay. That was trying to kick it off, and that so, would tell me something about them. So, how impactful is that? Like, if your sister said to you, "I listen, that bitch right there is not for you. Like, she is the worst. Like, I'm getting the worst vibe from her." How do you how do you process that? How do you move forward? So, that's a good question. If Erica says that, there is a 99 percent chance that I already knew that. <laughs> like, like seriously, like, 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 meaning. If, if I'm really in love with someone, there's no way that Erica and Omar don't love them, too, because right. the the same thing that made me love them is probably going to make them love them. Like it like there there isn't that great of a variance of like, I don't know what the fuck you see in her. Like if I was just dating like, you know, hood chick who, you know, was just really out there and really rude or whatever, like they would probably look at me like, Ike, is everything okay with you? They wouldn't even be concerned right. about the relationship. They'd be concerned about me. Like, Ike, is everything okay with you? <laughs> like, no, we ain't got to talk about Trey, 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 Trey Lequa or whatever right. the name was you said earlier. Ta- Taquanisha. Taquanisha. No, Ike, no, Taquanisha's cool. We need to talk. Is everything okay? Because like, it sounds right. like a Japanese automobile <laughs> <laughs> that no one wants. That no one wants. You know what? My friends are very vocal. Oh, yes, they are. You know. I know your friends. Yes, very vocal. Casey happens to be extremely vocal. And actually, when she has a problem with something, she's like, we need to talk. Oh, wow. So she's that person. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, like if Casey thing. could see my face sometimes on the phone when she's like, we need to have a conversation you already know. about something. I'm like, she would It's almost like y'all in a relationship. Because yeah. she'd be like, this bitch. Yeah, be like, she would oh. instantly get irritated we if gotta she have saw a talk. my face. Like, <laughs> oh, you're just going to look like that? Well, I'm, I'm just prepping. Listen, you know, this is, prepping. This is what freaks you. <laughs> prepping be all for in the your combo. business. I do. And it's fine. It's fine for my friends to give me their opinions. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for how you're but receiving I, this I person. Give, I'll give it to you constructively. Yes, you, know, you will. I try to, you know. You try. do, Casey, but you, <laughs> but you'll do it in a way like that, it's a mom way. Like yeah, I'm about yes, to get yes, yes. I'm and you can feel get... the weight. You can feel the weight in it. Like all of a sudden, the 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 weight in the room, the barometric pressure just drops, and you're just like, oh shit, a storm is coming. Like, hey, so I don't pretend we need to be to perfect. Talk. Okay? We need to talk. We need to talk. Oh my god, here you're we like, go, motherfucker. What I do this time? What did I do? So, I, can I apologize in advance for all the future conversations? <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. I expect it. I'm like, because that helps me gauge like right. what the fuck is coming. Right. If she was just to lay some shit on me without the, we need to have a conversation, right. I wouldn't know probably how to react. 
But it's fine. And I'm, I'm expecting my friends to give me the real kind of how they feel and, you know, their opinions. Um, how impactful is it for me? All my friends know, even Casey, I'm going to do what I want to mm. do at the yeah. end of the fucking day. Mm-hmm. They know it doesn't really move me much. You know it. I know it. <laughs> we all know it. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Um, but... I hope they know that I appreciate and take it truly to heart mm. because when shit starts to show its ugly head, everything that they say resurfaces. I'm a woman. I don't forget shit. Mm-hmm. Okay? So everything that they say resurfaces. And some of the conversations be like, you know what? Someone so told me you was a bitch. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They that's told funny. me they wait a minute, saw wait a minute. shit in you. You will say that shit? Yes. See, see, and that's why you reckless and shit. Because you'll be dating somebody like, yeah, and Casey and Isaac said. They told me you was a motherfucker. You wasn't shit. You, you wasn't shit. shit. Now, I should have listened. <laughs> but that's okay. I gave your ass the benefit of the doubt. But that's okay. Won't happen no more. Right. That is funny. So what about you, Casey? Like, how, how, how do you feel about your close friends judging people that you she don't may like be it. interested in? I don't like she it. She don't like no. it. No. I, you protective. I am very protective. What? She's sensitive. Too. I'm sensitive. She's I am... a delicate dandelion. <laughs> Thank right. you, Brittany. With thorns for, and shit. For giving my opinion for me. I appreciate that. Um <laughs> Because he did say Casey, but it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> no, go ahead. You, yourself, you know, I'm here for you. I appreciate you. Um, no, I, I have a very difficult time. If my if my friends do not like my significant other or, or even my family, if they don't, I struggle with that. Mm. Like, I, I really want them to like him. Um, and for the most part, I've, I've dated people where my family and friends like them. I think I talked about on a previous podcast where one of my exes really sabotaged the meeting, mm. the first meeting, um, when he met them and they was like, get your boy, Casey. Like mm. we're not. Yeah. Um, you gotta listen to a previous podcast to, uh, find out what that yeah, story was. Gotta search for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's no, on demand. It's yeah. on demand. I usually put my, uh, girlfriend's family in place just so they know. Hey, we're not having that shit. Like, <laughs> go in there and make me a sandwich. <laughs> go in there and make me a sandwich. I hate you. Oh it's my only going to go one way. You know what? I, I really don't the, care if you don't like me. You know what? I'm but you be, better like making sandwiches. We can do this the easy way out of heart. You better like making sandwiches when you're around me. You don't have to like me. I'm going to be transparent, though, about why I think that I get... That is very hard for me to not... To have my friends or family not like my significant other, I think it's because I personally feel like my significant other is a reflection of me. Mm. And so I I struggle when they don't connect with that person mm. and i and it's personal on a, on i shouldn't personal yeah i shouldn't I think that way because they are a different person and they have a different personality and a set of experiences and that's not fair to myself to you know hold myself to that kind of standard but i know that that's something that is wrong with me and that i s- uh, i wouldn't use the word it's wrong with you i i understand it it's it's because you're you're incredibly loyal you know, and, and I, but I also think my friends are a reflection of me too. So that is why okay. I'm, I'm very protective. Well, of, well, me too, yeah. me too. Like, cause real talk, um, cause I defend people, yeah, and 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 I generally don't have to, mm-hmm. but when I understand that someone, cause listen, I have two pet peeves, and and this this is very well known. It's mm-hmm. it's one is being misunderstood, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one's being taken for granted. And, you know, I know why I love the people that I rock with, mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like they're times where you may not know the other person mm-hmm. and and so you're looking at them on like a surface level and you're kind of feeling like 
you know, oh yeah, I don't like this person. And you may you may key in on one identity thing that you don't like about them, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't you know don't these know. other eight other things yeah, that they're that fucking awesome so at. Great. And so I don't like the fact that you're even misunderstanding them. Mm-hmm. That that like here you are overlooking right. what makes this person awesome. You don't know and so them like that. You don't know them like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're judging this one thing that you saw, right. but if you saw what I saw, you saw when I was in this moment how yeah. he held me down yeah. or how she was the only person that did X, Y, and Z you'd be fucking in love with them too you know what i'm saying and that makes me wanna i gotta tell you a quick story this is Brittany. i hope it's not embarrassing to you but um britney britney is obviously to everybody that comes in contact with her an acquired taste if you will (laughs) she's smiling but also eating so just know that um, She's like, you gotta like Hennessy <laughs> to like Britney. <laughs> you don't like Hennessy. Anything is possible. Anything is possible with Britney. Um, but Britney's good times, but she could be an acquired taste. So, if anybody ever has anything negative to say about Britney, I am automatically defensive, and for a variation of reasons. But there is a specific moment you that didn't want to be like, bitch, like right, like bitch, what the fuck you talking about? Yeah, because like, I remember you like, I'm sorry, mom, I apologize. You got on me and said, "Why are you always attacking Britney?" I always, I was like, that. because. That's what you do with punching bags, right? <laughs> Not a you hit bag. them. <laughs> this nigga dog going to hell. He listen, it's Brittany. Don't even worry. When, it's so, like that meat and Rocky when he's beating can, it up on the truck. Can, can I finish my story? <laughs> Sorry. Thank so Riddick you. and Rocky. Honey. Right. That's what we so doing. he doesn't like to be interrupted, but he can come for me. That's cool. No. Anyway, so <laughs> there was a time. I'm sorry. What? What do you guys? I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So there was a time where we were going to do the Tom Joyner cruise. And a week before, I got my hair braided. I got um, box braids. Okay. And this is my first time getting box braids. I had had cornrows in the past, but never box braids. So they were super long, super heavy, and but they were cute. They were so adorable. They were really, really cute. So the first couple days, pain, obviously. You know, new braids, hair hurts. Fine, that's normal. Days continue to go by where the pain is no longer about how tight they were. It was uh, this sort of itchiness. Like it was like an allergic reaction. Yes, it was unbearable. I did, did not have some pink lotion. I, Put some pink lotion <laughs> in it. You are in 1993, and I women don't use t- pink lotion no more. No, boo. Do they still That's use? Why I mean, do they still make it? Still exists. You know That's what? why you your know shit what? was hurt. <laughs> You're right. Right. It probably was. was I, I think that's probably the only thing she probably didn't use. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I tried. On it. I tried every remedy there was to fix this. And I you tried. would think Brittany would have said something. Oh, she did. She and said she got to your me, bottle of pink lotion. Right. So we're prepared for this trip. Brittany said, "Listen, you have until Friday." Because I was adamant about keeping these shits in. Mm. She was like, "You have until Friday to." Get through this. If they are still bothering you, I am coming over there and I am pulling them shits out of your head. And I was like, Brittany's going to be fine by then. Everything's going to be cool. You spent all this money on them Yes, I spent right. so much money on and, them. And, 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 and then you, it took a minute to braid them shits too. Oh, like six hours, oh, six or seven fuck. hours. Shit, I'm so glad I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, so come Friday, I am still in excruciating pain. Brittany got off work brought some food cut those braids out of my hair we spent three hours pulling them braids out of my hair and it takes a certain kind of friend who will drop everything in your time of need and Brittany is that person for me so if somebody has some negative shit to say i put them in their place immediately i can't 
I can't. You like deal. fuck you, Mister Officer. <laughs> I know she drunk, but she 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 wasn't. She didn't run that goddamn stop sign. <laughs> but wait, so so funny. Right? I try not to argue with officers, but so <laughs> yeah. funny. Like well, that episode your, of uh, uh, Martin and right, shit. Right, right. She called me. I want to think on a Wednesday. I was helping my daughter with her project. Mm-hmm. It was like nine thirty. Then your night. daughter was helping you with your project. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 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 And she called. I answered the phone. I'm like, hello? Oh, I probably said something stupid because every time she calls, I'd be like, what's up? Or whatever. And she was like, oh my God. I said, what the fuck did he do? (laughs) Like, I went (laughs) I thought it was somebody who fucked her over. I'm like, what the fuck did he do? And so she's like... Nothing. These brains—they're killing me. I'm like, oh my god! Do you need me to come over there now? It was like nine thirty at night. Yeah, on a fucking Wednesday. Yeah, I said no. I was, yeah, she I was, was like, like, I spent all this money on these she's brains. Like, no, it'll get you better. Was trying to tough through that them. shit. I was. She was like, and I I'm, think I think they didn't treat the hair before they put it in. Yeah, but so she there was no pink lotion. All in her hair. Yeah, I that's just, funny. Pink lotion may have. It, it would have. Yeah, it would. It, it may it, have though. That, it's why for the There's a reason that pink lotion. Why do you bald men think that you have the answers? Because I had hair once, motherfucker, and I would put pink lotion in my hair when I got braids. Yeah. Did you? You have to put the pink lotion Did in it. Did you put weave in it, though? No, but when you... But no, the thing is, sweetie, the pink lotion is for your, to moisturize your scalp. I understand that. Cause, I had cause, plenty cause of things moisturizing. We're going to do it again. No, we're not. And we're going to use <laughs> pink lotion this next go I am never getting back <laughs> braided again in my fucking it's life. It's banned from yeah, getting her hair braided. That's not happening. Moving forward. Mm, yeah, it's mm, not happening. Mm. Well... She cried for a week. Oh, I was... I, I, oh, didn't, I didn't sleep for a week. You know what? Black women usually can handle... Braids. Where are you going with this? Stop eating corn. corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I hate y'all. Okay, I have a quick question. Did y'all see this is forty? Y'all remember that movie? Hell yeah! Did Funniest you see shit it? ever. Um, Paul Rudd and mm-hmm. uh, hilarious. Yeah, it was like the uh, what so. like a it continuation. It's supposed to be like, like a, what was the pregnant movie? Right, right, right. I what remember was that, that movie mm-hmm. called? Knocked up. It was like a continuation. Right, of it was the continuation of Knocked Up. Yeah. Okay. So there was a a, a storyline in it where Paul Rudd's dad was constantly borrowing money from him. Mind you, the dad is like in his fifties or sixties, and he got three. He has triplets now with his new young wife. And they're like four. They run wild everywhere. But the point is, he was always asking for money. And so him asking for money was always putting a damper on the relationship because his wife is like, we spend entirely too much money giving your dad money. And he's like, listen, that's what families do. They take care of each other. And so where do you draw the line? Like, like how far does it have to get before you speak on it or put your foot down or you have to make some serious changes in the relationship. I think Omar can speak on this shit. Uh-oh. What do you mean? Nothing. Because I know that you you are the resource of a lot of friends and family mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff yeah, like my that. my motherfucking you know resource. So when you gonna pick up a bill, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> so Omar, if your significant other was like, look, you are spending too much money on these other people. I mean, what do you do about it? Because you're, you feel obligated or for whatever reason you're giving the money up. But how do you handle that? Well, no one wins when the family feud, Casey. So, 
Right. Uh, you, a, a man that doesn't love his family can't be rich. But there's got to be a line. All right, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to uh, be a line. There is a line. You I, can't I, take care of everybody. No, you can't. And I haven't, I don't know what that line is yet. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I've reached it and been across it. Right. Maybe a hundred times, but at the end of the day, I'm a a giving person. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm more of a giver than a taker. Okay. So it's hard to see that line. Right. So I don't know yet. I've probably been crossed that line. But I do cut certain people off, though. Okay. When I think someone can help me in return, then I don't mind doing favors. But when no one could add no value, I cut them off. Like, my theory is you help people to where they can help themselves. You don't just help people for the sake of it. Like, if someone said, hey, I always need money, then you need to get your shit together. That's not between you and I. But if you're like, hey, I'm in a bind. Can you help me out? Mm -hmm. Then I help. Okay, so what if your significant other is really starting to stress about this? Do you take her feelings into account over? No, because I would never put her in a situation where she needs to care that much. Hmm. Like the money that is going out is not affecting our home life. Like I would never put my home life in jeopardy to help someone else. Yeah. Like my home life gets better and better every week. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm not (laughs) taking away from our cash mm-hmm. like or our savings or right. you know what i mean like right. this is money i was going to go out and drink with or right <laughs> so you you don't That's pull from the, the necessity <laughs> pot it oh. might be okay. it might be it might be for the best and shit so right. instead of you getting hung over on, <laughs> on thursday and friday and shit right this like is gonna be just, money i was gonna yeah. throw at black china in the strip club like, <laughs> right. see you had, that. you had to take it there yep but I think that that's where people mess up. Like, you try to do so much for people, and you ain't got it to give. Mm. So mm. I think that you have, you see a lot of relationships fall like that because it's like, okay, you're married. People look at you like, okay, you got your shit together. You guys got a house. You guys got kids. They don't be dirty. So you let me borrow $500. You ain't got the 500 to give. And then right. you snatch it from our home mm-hmm. for what we need to do to help out your sister or to help out your brother or even your mom. Like, I'm with... Omar with that, like, I don't want someone to dictate to me what to do with my money to help someone that I would Love give the about. world to, yeah. you know. But at the end of the day, if I need to be checked because we're suffering and I'm giving my mom our fucking grocery money, right? you know, and now my kids can't eat, we can't eat type of thing, then mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, and yeah I you think never that do you that. And I know my mom right did that growing up. She would mm. do the dumbest shit, like... Mm. Motherfucker, you ain't even got no money to give away. How are you loaning money out? Stop you don't even have it. Like, right. are you fucking kidding me? And yeah. then you fall out with them. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's just like being on the airplane, right? Yep. Yep. You put your mask on first right. yes. before you help the person next to you. Absolutely. Like, you can't help no one if if you fucking are trying to put their mask on first, but then you're 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 gonna die on the other end. Trying to like, no. I would say take out shit. You're passing out. Looking at you like, damn, Kobe. And the baby like, you might want to put yours on first. You're about to die, boo. And I can't help you because I'm three. So right. And people forget that. Like, don't ever give someone. And and then it it just causes problems. And and my theory when it comes to money. When I give people money, I don't want it back. I'm not mm. expecting for it back. Mm-hmm. So I give it to you because if you don't give it to me back, don't give it back to me, I'm going to be looking for it. Yeah. And then if you dodge me, then 
I feel weird about it now. Like now, I feel like I'm gonna choke you out because <laughs> now it's a sign of disrespect. Right. right. Like if you say you're gonna do something, do it. Like, and that's why I say I usually just give it to him, mm-hmm. and and I don't want it back. Yeah, just Omar. Ha- just I, take I, I it. can't think of how you said it in the past. You, you you said, "Oh man, it's the smartest investment I can make." You know, because it's the last investment. You know what I mean? I, I can't think of how he worded what it. What was he referring to? Uh, like in terms of giving someone money and them flaking out, or mm-hmm. or like sometimes he may. Uh, kind of put a a, a a benchmark where it's like, oh, okay, well, hey, you know, if you don't do this, X, Y, and Z, like he'll throw something out there so that this doesn't become some revolving door. And he's right. like, oh, no. Nah. Like, uh, I, I know the exact way he said it. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, that was the best $200 I spent. He's like, that was I basically spent $200 to see to it that I never have to give him money again. Mm. Like, I spent $200 to get him out yeah. of my life. One of my cousins you know what I mean? said the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when you told me, I'm like, yeah, Omar, yeah. I said that now. Me, personally, I'm I'm a little different in in that regard. Um, in a sense that I'm 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 very I agree with everything that you all said. I think that I'm the person that <clears throat> I don't want to give money when I believe that it crosses the stage of where I'm enabling you. Okay. Because I've realized how that happens sometimes, and sometimes we need pain. I know that sounds kind of jacked up, but sometimes we we need to hit the bottom mm-hmm. to know how hard the ground is and that that a situation happened like that with my brother mm-hmm. where um he was just making a lot of dumbass decisions and and, it, and and i could talk about it now openly because he's in such a different space like mentally mm-hmm. emotionally and physically and financially but he went through a period where he was the kind that wanted to buck against the system talk shit about you know, I guess like he was like the fake woke type, right? Where like everybody the man else is keeping him down. Uh, no, uh, but but everybody else was a slave to the system, right? Sure. Everybody else was, you know, <laughs> you know, selling out and doing whatever until a nigga needed forty or sixty dollars to pay for <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Then you can go to the nigga that's slave into the system. So that means that you're a slave to the slave, my nigga. Like you're sitting here talking about this shit as though you figured out a solution, mm-hmm. you know, to the to the problem. But then you got children. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and so that's when it started really pissing me off, because it's like you're out here being reckless. You're out here doing your own thing unsuccessfully. But you have children that are depending upon you. So you shouldn't have this type of hubris when it comes to making financial decisions. And that shit will piss me off. So I was I was like uh, unending ATM because I was trying to be understanding about his circumstance. And then I remember there was a point where. And I remember I was talking to my mom and she was telling me about some shit that he said to her as it relates to he basically tried to place the blame on her for his circumstance because as he was coming up, they never made him work for it. And everything that he wanted, they always gave to him. I'm like, what kind of fucking paradox are we living in where you're living off of someone castigating them for always being the one that supports you I, I kid you not I will never forget it I'm sitting in a friend of mine's sunroom and I'm on the phone with my mom I said mom you need to kick him out the house yeah I was like you need to kick him out the house and I gave and it was the hardest thing for her and my father to do but I was like listen I'm working in this agency and I see firsthand what it looks like when you enable someone and and what he's saying is what I hear from people sometimes where they feel like stripped of their ability to be able to create because someone is always there for them. And and, and it's weird because when you ask for it, yeah, you want it in that moment, but you're also aware of the fact 
that as Omar, you know, I said in the past, like you didn't teach me how to fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like you just gave it to me. Sure. And even though I was hungry at that point, you never really came in and gave me the skills or just the heart to know I can do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so when she, when he said that, I was like, OK, I don't know what he's saying consciously, right. but subconsciously, mom, he's asking you to kick him out. Right. He's saying he's ready to figure out what he's made of. And he went through a couple years where it was tough. But when that nigga was ready, he called me up Mm. and had a straight up and down conversation. Let me know the things that he had released in his life, the things he was building towards. And was like, Ike, I'm ready. And I could hear it in his voice. And I was happy. And we got to putting shit in motion. And that nigga got like four jobs right now. That nigga is Jamaican. That nigga nigga got a big gig. He got side hustles. He on some little app. Every time he doing some shit, I'm like, Them babies are taken care of. I'm like, nigga, do you sleep? Yes. Man, I'm out here trying to get it. I'm like, man, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? But sometimes you got to, you know, it takes that moment. It takes that moment. And you and I, we had a conversation about this. A guy that's very dear to me. And, you know, and he would come over every other week, borrowing like fifty, a hundred dollars. Like, oh, there's always something wrong. And, you know, he's come to me for advice. But every he had a problem for every solution I gave him. Okay. He had another problem. I hate that that pessimistic Uh, shit. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, but I can't do. I said, you know what? I heard you out. Why don't we do this? And this is what I did to him. I haven't heard from him since, right? <laughs> uh, see what I did. I said, here. It sounds like you need a place to stay, and you need your own place. You, you couch surfing. Like, why don't I solve that issue for you, right? He's like, okay, what are you going to do? I was like, I'll pay. I'll find you a place. I'll pay the rent up for three months. Oh, wow. You have a place to stay. I'll get the electrical, and I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do that for three months. You're good, right? And I was like, you go out there and bust your ass. And you don't have to pay me back right away. You can pay me a little bit at a time. You get $20 and $20 there mm-hmm. as you have it. But let's fix that first. He goes, you'll do that for me. I'm like, yeah. Like, because I don't want to be in the same situation having this conversation with you every other week. Right. It's a waste of time giving you 100 here, 100 there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you need a foundation. You need infrastructure. I'll get you that. He goes, okay, yeah, you'll do that for me. And he's like, well, well right now I need $100. Okay. And I just put my head down, you, like nigga. You just scared the shit out of me. I had to, I had to, I had to give him the uh, the good fellas line. If I give you the hundred dollars right now, I have to turn my back on you. Mm. I was like, do you want the hundred dollars or do you want me to get you the place? Yeah. Make a choice. Well, I'm not ready for the place yet. Okay, so you're not ready to fix your situation. Right. You wow. just want me to keep hitting you with money. Yeah. Right. And done you know and then and it came up everyone's like why do you keep helping why do you keep helping and i was like oh no i'm done with them like right if now, someone yeah. came to me and i was struggling and says i'm gonna solve your biggest problem right. why wouldn't you go for it yeah but that's unfortunate because it was a mind state that he was in oh it's right. first of all nigga don't call me up asking me for 50 dollars. <laughs> that's some crackhead <laughs> shit like omar has told me dude, this like ask I've me for some him. real money ask omar, like, me for I real hate. money he's like i never I look I I had never asked him for a dollar before he shared this story with me. Like I hate it when niggas come up asking me. 
50 a hundred dollars he's like they that's some crackhead shit man. so listen i'm gonna need a thousand <laughs> just so we're right. like we're very think cute. about it like I, but when he but when he see, gave me the reason i was like yeah that sounds he's like dude but think about like, it like there's a million people you could have came to before you came to exactly. me exactly like, why are you like I'm i don't not know guy. you that well right i'm not that guy. like remember i told you who was that that did oh it was a dude i remember when i worked uh off Bryn Mawr. And this dude, I just met him in the lobby. Hey, man, uh, I've been seeing you a lot around here. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? You know, what's up, brother? You know, you know, have that conversation. And he's like, man, do you have a business card? I'm like, yeah. So I give him my business card. I get upstairs, right? And and I see my phone going off. I'm like, I know this ain't dude that I just met. <laughs> and I pick up the phone. I like, hello? He goes, hey, Omar? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, it's so-and-so. We just met in the lobby. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? He say, hey, man, you know, man, I usually don't do this, man. But uh, can I borrow $50 from you? I'm like, nigga, we just <laughs> met. We just met. Like, you're asking a stranger for $50. Stop it. And it's, I don't know where that number came from, but it's a number that's kind of universal. Yeah. Like, right. A it's bunch not of, too much. <laughs> yeah. It ain't 100. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not like, three figures. It's two figures. But it's not 20, so it's <laughs> right. not too crackish. Right. right. And it's like, where are these niggas too get crackish. this from, this $50? Like, what? Is this something that costs $50 that I don't know about? A pound <laughs> of marijuana. That like, is 50 ridiculous. Everyone, everyone, $50. it's always $50. Yeah. It's never 40 Right. It's never 30. <laughs> it's always or 37. Brother, do you have 49.99? I need 49.99 to get something. But Don't in worry all about in all, what it is. you know, I I I think I I was actually having a conversation with someone this I was like you got to stay away from those people who ask for $50. Yeah. It's a bad sign. Once someone cuz you and ask you for fifty. I just start going, "Hello, hello." I can't hear, you. and just hang up and never answer the phone again because <laughs> no that's that relationship. You, that's that going to be that relationship. They're going to be asking you for fifty dollars yeah. all the, the rest time. of your life, and your significant other is going to be like, "Why do you keep giving that person fifty dollars?" Because that's what they're asking. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, that was hysterical. Um, before I shoot it over to Isaac, I do want to shout out. Uh, all of our new listeners, you guys are awesome. And we've getting some awesome feedback. We got some really, really great comments. There was this one woman named Loretta from Tampa. I just want to shout her out because she really, um, she made our day. I shared it with you guys and it was really, really sweet. So if you guys have feedback, be sure to leave it for us. Um, we love to hear it. If you have any questions, send it to us. But um or even topics that you want us to speak yeah, on. Yeah, if there's something you want us to speak on, absolutely send it our way. You can send it to info at thetequilatills.com. Uh, Isaac, Paul, mm. do, do you have an opinion tonight? I do. Uh, Casey, what is the, what's the name of this podcast again? We all lose when the family feuds. Okay, well then I'll just go off of that and I'll obviously keep it brief because, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. She laughed when I said I'll keep it brief because <laughs> I'm known to be long-winded and, and you can shake your head as much as you want to, Brittany. <laughs> okay? Okay, all you're doing is okay. making it longer, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so it's right. <laughs> she's showing me the countdown. But um, it's funny because we were talking about that song and and ironically enough, Brittany called out the one line that stood out to me the most in the entire album. Um, when I first sampled the album, I, th I think I kind of bastardized 
the my experience of the album because I was kind of thirsty to hear it. And so I'm at work and I put in like one headphone, you know, and I'm and so I can only hear content. I couldn't hear the beats. I couldn't hear the energy of it. And so, you know, my first impression was that's eh, a little melancholy, but, you know, what I mean, it's dope, you know. And I had to go back and listen to it, you know, and, and really kind of recognize it for for the masterpiece that it was. But uh, the first line that really stood out that I even quoted was the line about, what do I look like drinking Belvedere when Puffy got Ciroc? Like that stood out to me so much because it was so powerful and it was so impactful. You know, um, Jay-Z used to have a vodka. He used to, he used to push Armadale. Armadale was rated above Ciroc in a taste test. It was it, like, I, I saw like a national taste test. They had, um, uh, Chopin as number one, and they had Armadale as number two. I want to say like something else, and then Kettle One and Ciroc was further down. So his vodka was actually considered above, like from a taste test in terms of it being a potato vodka, X, Y, and Z. But, you know, he's either sold that, he's no longer involved in that, but the fact that he can not only share that, it, it was like, I'm going to give my man's props. But then I'm also kind of chin check everyone because, like he said, like people would download my music off of a title just to spite me. Like you all are doing intentional dickish shit just to kind of throw a jab or just to not support me. You know what I mean? Like and and we all kind of recognize that from time to time sometimes where you feel like, okay, it's one thing if the things that I'm doing just haven't resonated with you yet. And and we always have to understand the difference between hate and our art form just not elevating or growing to the point where we have demanded or commanded the respect of of the people around us. Because there are times, let's be honest, sometimes people will just be like, oh man, y'all are hating. You all aren't showing me enough love. No, sometimes you just need to get tighter on your game. Sometimes you need to work a little bit harder at your craft. But there are times where you are killing it. There are times where you are killing it and you can feel internally like people are going out of their way to ignore me. People are going out of their way to not recognize my brand, you know, my product, my service. You all are going out of your way to be validated by some other thing that's more popular or that's Caucasian or that's whatever. And, and, and we recognize that inside of our community. And like Brittany pointed out earlier, you know, we all rise together or we all fall together. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's important for us to kind of pay attention to that. And so I think one of the things not only about this entire uh, topic, but then a lot of what we've even discussed is our mutual understanding of the importance of incubating this power within our community now this comes with a caveat because you not only want to incubate the power that you all have but you also don't want to isolate yourselves either right you also have to be able to understand that sometimes the people that are closest to you are also the ones that are the most envious of you the people that have the most connection to you are also the people that are most resistant to you and so you don't want to put yourself into a place where you're only making your business for black people where they're the only people that can benefit for it. Because once again, as Jay-Z eloquently pointed out, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And right now we are 13% of the population. 
we are 13% of the population, which means that you can get 100% of our population. It does not even it, it, it doesn't even match a drop in the bucket of getting 20% of the Caucasian population. They are 72, 73% of the population right now. If you get 20% of white people, you Gucci. You get 100% of black people, you still out here probably grinding. You're comfortable, but you still out here grinding. I'm not saying don't sell out. I mean, I'm not saying to sell out, but I'm saying don't be afraid to elevate and to grow and realize that your allies aren't always of the same hue as you. So if you're sitting up and you believe that the only way you can be woke or the only way that you can be conscious or the only way that you can, you know, develop is that you have to somehow do it just for your people. And you don't understand that when we really strip away all the layers, if we're going to be just very honest, and this isn't an all lives matter conversation, but this is a very human conversation. This is us understanding that when you strip away everything, it really does come down to your spirit and it really does come down to your character and 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 that's what defines us and there is going to be a point where we not only have to understand how to incubate the power inside of our community but we also need to be able to understand how to extend that olive branch because if we're really talking about being woke if we're really talking about developing and being conscious it really is un- us understanding that we're all the same uh, we're all a part of the same race you know, and 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 understand that because let's be honest, especially in America, we cannot afford to turn away viable advocates of the movement. We can't afford to turn away allies because they aren't of the same color. So if you got a problem with Jesse Williams and who he decides to form relations with, are you really conscious are you really conscious if you're asking someone to deny who they love, to deny a, a, a connection that they have because they're trying to make a point and they're basically trying to do it for you and do it for the gram? Are you doing it for yourselves? Are you doing it for your people? Or are you doing it for the gram? And that's my opinion. All right, Isaac. Always dropping that knowledge. <laughs> All right, guys, it's a wrap. (laughs) We want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to another installment of The Tequila Tales Unleashed. We really appreciate all of your support. Um, We ask that you guys continue to do what you have been doing and share this podcast with your friends through all of the social media media outlets that you can. Um, You can actually follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, also our YouTube channel. Um, When you're there, it's at The Tequila Tales. Um, In addition, don't forget to review it on iTunes as well. It's super important. Now, for more information on upcoming shows and to check out our videos, visit our website at thetequilatales.com. Make sure you put the before Tequila Tales or else you're going to get some other shit. Uh